Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 63 of Gave My Mom Found. I am Mike Coverton, and who are the stars with me tonight? Uh, resident Never. Stephen JD3. Evils, the reviews. <laughs> Biohazardous Jesse Chavez right here. Oh, it's just a good one. <laughs> Painful. That hurt to do that. I'm kind of sick, and then I went and made my voice really. That was not a good idea. Yeah, we should probably mention that ahead of time because I also I might sound a little sick, but I've just got a bad cough. We're fine. We're okay. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, nothing's getting transferred yeah. via uh, you know microphone. So having yeah. people, <laughs> I just got it. Well, it's just, I've got allergies, and I feel really super relieved right now. For people that don't, know, I just want to say this: I really had to go to the bathroom before the show. And my roommate went to the bathroom. She's like, no, I'm taking my time. I'm like, all right, all right. And I felt like Bill O'Reilly. I was like, fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Whatever the says, it's wrong. Just... Well, let me just personally say thank you for not recording from the bathroom. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it, too. A terrible echo with your roommate yelling at you in the background. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? A podcast. <laughs> Payback's a bitch. <laughs> fuck it. We'll right. do it live. <laughs> I think I should introduce because this was actually my pick. Just well, I shouldn't say. I mean, it was my pick, but it wasn't because I wanted to play it exactly. It was because Resident Evil Three Remake is coming out in about a little less, a little over a week at this point. Eleven so days. Eleven days as of this recording. So I figured it'd be perfect, you know, to cap to get that out there while people are, you know, excited for that remake. That hopefully you have it digitally. Otherwise, you might not be getting it. So. But I think it's time. So we are going to be talking about Resident Evil 3 Nemesis for PlayStation 1. So we picked this game uh, some time ago. It's worth nothing. A long <laughs> time ago. This. this is We just happen to every now and then we'll pick a game and it'll just happen to fall in a really unfortunate or sometimes fortunate like topical event that's not planned. Very few episodes have been like changed to like topical events. Very, very few. <laughs> Oh, this came out in 1999. I couldn't remember what it was, and I did not have it pulled up. Yep. Speaking of 1999, let's take a little bit of a history lesson here. So let's wind back an extra year. It's 1998. You're Capcom. You just uh, turned one of your most disastrous game productions into the game of the year, pretty much. Not only did you capture the success of the previous game, you fucking exploded (laughs) it into a whole new stratosphere. What's the first thing you do? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you do what Capcom does best. You port it to every fucking system you can possibly imagine. I'm talking yeah. Resident <laughs> Evil 2 on on N64, uh, later down the line, you know, Dreamcast, and even Game.com, which was a, such a terrible port, they didn't even finish it. But, you know, it, <laughs> it just explodes, and it does well. Like, even the N64 port with its, like, crippled graphics and, like, inferior sound hey. still outsoles <laughs> i'm gonna talk my shit stefan leave me alone <laughs> hey you invited him on this one so that was, <laughs> that was the one i grew up with okay be gentle the skateboards <sighs> jack nicholson hey stop stealing my safe words anyway (laughs) we have to treat Stefan like a uh, N64 game in that if we touch it in any way it will stop working (laughs) I'm not blowing it that's all I'm telling you but uh 
I'm very foxy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, you know, they have all this explosion success. They're not going to sit on it. They're going to, you know, amplify it. So they get the ball rolling on Resident Evil Zero on the N64 initially. They have a side project set aside on PS1. And then they get to work on the true Resident Evil 3. And I'm talking putting it on next-gen hardware, dynamic, you know, backgrounds. I'm talking, you know... Uh, full 3D environments and following up right where Claire left off in her never-ending quest to find her brother. Now, before anyone says something sounds wrong here, I know, and Sony would agree, they come rolling up on Capcom's door knocking like, hey, so um, contractually, uh, you know, you're supposed to give us a third entry and all that stuff you want to do, you can't really do on a PS1. And Capcom's like, yeah, we know. We're doing it on uh, this revolutionary tech. It's the Sega Dreamcast. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But um, you owe us a numbered title, motherfucker. <laughs> and Capcom was like, fuck, you're right. Um... So they did what, you know, a panicked teenager in a high school assignment would do. Uh, they, they decided, all right, all right, cool. Well, then we're just going to make this new next-gen Resident Evil that we're planning a spinoff title, change it to Code Veronica. And, uh, okay, we have this project on the PS1. It's uh, some random schmo trying to get out of Raccoon City before it gets blown to hell. Uh, take him out, throw in Resident Evil's leading lady, Jill Valentine. Great. Um, give her 50% less clothing. Uh, double great. Um, let's, let's make a tyrant that's bigger, badder, stronger, more tentacles. And bing, bang, boom, we have Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. And that's okay. what here today. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that this... I mean, I knew this game wasn't supposed to be the re the real three, but I didn't know it was supposed to be someone not Jill in this game originally. Oh, no, yeah. Originally, it was just a regular Joe Schmo, and it was called Resident Evil 1.9, because for some reason, Capcom thought the destruction of Raccoon City wasn't <laughs> worthy of being an actual numbered title. Yeah, but, that's yeah, pretty but... funny to think that, like, the next numbered title would be take place in like completely some other area and raccoon city being destroyed be like a background information like raccoon city is gone pretty much you know but yeah, yeah like well i don't think they ever mention it in code veronica like it was destroyed they're just like raccoon city overrun by zombies anyway claire is in paris check out as we rip off terminator 2 <laughs> i'm sure they mentioned it i can't remember because it's been a long time, but I can't see they wouldn't have. I mean, hell, every Resident Evil game, hell, Resident Evil 4 starts out with telling you about Raccoon City. They love telling you about Raccoon City. I'd well, yeah. like to stop right here and uh, bring up, I had a moment of vindication when I first started playing this game, because it's not Raccoon City, according to Jill. What is it? Uh, it's Raccoon City. <laughs> Oh, oh, I am you vindicated. Can, <laughs> you can, you There's can a canon character that says it like I say it, Raccoon. <laughs> okay. Listen, Stu, I'm... once the wheels of justice start turning. Right. I started playing this game like a couple days ago, and the fucking game starts with Chill Valentine going, Raccoon City. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I turned okay. off the fucking game and restarted so I could hear that line again. Raccoon City. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot your defense down and claim that that's mostly because we have an all Canadian cast here. I <laughs> every have a single character in a canon main title saying she Raccoon. Never I'll says take it, it in, a, in a later entry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope uh, that uh, I just <laughs> I, I watched some of the gameplay of RE3. Stevan actually played it, but I can't remember anybody saying Raccoon City or Raccoon City. So I just hope it's not fixed. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's mentioned outside of like one of those opening dialogues, you know, like Raccoon City, Raccoon outside City. murders, blah blah blah. 
I, uh, I hope that. they keep it just so that and I, i'm also curious if this is where i picked it up from because i thought i picked it up from like the east eastern shore but i wonder if i picked it up from re3 oh very likely <laughs> the questions that we ask but i am vindicated it's raccoon fun fact about uh the voice cast though i know at least in the case of joe uh her voice actress for this one was katherine disher who i think was the voice actress for dream gray in the x-men animated series because it all kind of connects with capcom doing their capcom versus marvel so they're literally like hey uh, marvel voice actors like be our resident evil characters uh, i have out. no idea if only we had the internet in front of our faces i'm looking it up She's probably best known for her role in the Good Witch TV series. I doubt that. Not in this podcast. Uh, there's, yeah. another, there's another one she was in. Uh, uh, Love Bites or Vampire Cop. It was a vampire cop show. I just know that. And then she was also in like an episode of Goosebumps. That sounds both awesome and terrible. Oh, my it God. Is. And the first ever role she was in, The Vindicator. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> oh, The Vindicator. I don't know, but I'm vindicated. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh god. Okay, so like I had, I had always been meaning to play this game for years, and I was never gonna make myself do it because I oh, don't like was, these uh, games. She was, she was also the Tesla. <laughs> I like Tesla. Oh, but, she was also Elizabeth and um in Sailor Moon. Oh, I don't know who Elizabeth is in Sailor Moon. Elizabeth Fighting nemesis by daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was kind of Slash Carlos by daylight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, one thing about this game that she I is the one say... called Valentine. Sorry. saying, Mike? It starts off, like, right away, kind of like how Resident Evil 2, right in the fray. Like, all of a sudden, the she's in a building. They show a little scene where she's sitting in her in a hotel room or her room. I don't know. And her the wall burst yeah. open and fire... And there's zombies coming at her. There's zombies behind you. Like, I thought that was a very cool, you know, just like how Resident Evil 2 is, throw you right into the fray of all the hell that's going on. Well, you're jumping ahead a little bit. It's because oh. this this whole setup here, the I reason why she's... That. Yeah, the reason why she's on the run Fuck. is because the city has officially now been taken over by zombies. Yeah. And they are everywhere. In the opening cutscene, it shows the RPD Raccoon Police Department. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> uh, they they basically line up and they're trying to mow them all down in the streets and it doesn't work out. And Umbrella sends in these mercenaries to try and also get survivors out and quell the spread of the virus. But that doesn't work out either. Well, it's important <laughs> Maybe they just threw a, uh... toilet paper at the zombies. It would stop the problem. That's what damn I, I heard works. You'd have toilet. to have a bathroom first, though. That's the thing. <laughs> just about to say, it's important when there's a zombie virus outbreak. The social distancing is very important. Very. <laughs> as far away from the zombie as possible. Be like Jill. Stay in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, but this is like, to give people context, this is post-RE2 or... Well, pre pre RE2, post like a, like what'd you say, like two weeks after the it's, first first it's game, pre pre and post RE2, and like three months I think after the first game. So July, August, September. So yeah, yeah. roughly. So Chris is gone at this point. Often hunting down. All the stars down, have been uh, fired. All the stars have been fired, pretty much. Yeah, they're all 
Uh, was Brad uh, Riggers fired or is he just kind of like around? See, here's my per- and disclaimer. This is kind of headcanon. I've never gotten a confirmation on this, but he's kind of a kiss ass. So I imagine he actually got to stay around in some capacity at the RPD for a while. Kind of like a survival thing. After, but after, after the only four survivors after Barry left, Chris left and Jill like unofficially retired. Well, I mean, only essential businesses need to stay open. That's and a lot of people got a lot of laid off. You know. know the RPG Stars were not essential. essential. <laughs> but no, it was it was bad. Uh, essentially, Chief Irons, because, you know, as we learn in RE2, he's dirty. He essentially uh, not only disbanded them, but disgraced them, too, because he was like, nope, I'm firing all of you. And uh, consider yourself lucky there aren't charges being brought against you because I strongly suspect you killed your superiors to get promotions. Yeah. Which, as we all know, is great. Just (laughs) a plus strategy. Like, if you're out in a job with, if you're a SWAT officer and you leave and you kill your captain and like 12 of your other compatriots, you're automatically (laughs) getting promoted. That's just how that works. (laughs) Oh, yeah. As we all know, Chief Chief Irons didn't quite think normally. He he did like, didn't he want to have sex with like a tiger or something? You can find a note where he's talking about a tiger and it's like. in He's the like, remake, there's there's a note he mentions where he slices open a tiger's belly and he turns him on so much. He's like, I almost came just at that doing that. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, no, I should, uh, spoiler, right <laughs> I should warn, there will be spoilers for Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. You've been warned, I should say. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's a 20-year-old game, yeah. still. If, also, if, you if you're... Played... Uh... Oh, God. Oh. I was just going to say, if you haven't played this game in the... For 21 years it's been out or almost 20 oh at least 20 plus years uh, and you don't want to spoil yourself from the remake yes we will talk character deaths yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna talk we're gonna go into i assume the remake is like exact same story just like ret was so. yeah i mean brad Some brad the- is kind of a plot hole in the characters because he shows up in re2 but like he shouldn't he should be dead <laughs> yeah he might fix that then yeah. No, no. Uh, his his appearance in the original trilogy as a zombie still makes sense because his body disappears uh, when you after he gets murdered by Nemesis, you come back out and he's gone. So, well, I know, but he he shot his like tentacle right through his brain. So, yeah. it's I guess like... you, I guess you could argue he was like a special Nemesis zombie as opposed to the other zombies or something. He, I don't know. He was, he was stronger than the normal one. Yeah, he's hard to kill him too. If I was... I didn't fight him, but I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty quickly upon getting into this game, you, uh, I, I like how, like, it just throws you right into the mix. This game doesn't fuck around, really. It's okay. You know what zombies are. You fought them twice before. Welcome to the fucking city. As soon as you walk in, it's just zombies are everywhere and you've got to get the hell out of the streets. Yeah. I, I had a rough time in that little first area. I got bit like two or three times. Definitely making fun of me. I told him this when I was yeah. just trying to across the one zombie i didn't want to waste my ammo because i heard that as soon as you go over this brick this whatever the hell it is you get healed so there's no point in wasting ammo yeah. i didn't care but i'm like you fucking zombie like i got this he just kept biting me it's just something that you would do mike that's just why i find it funny because you would just get bitten by the first zombie of course i love how jarring the opening is and so it's just it's almost like they just have a moment she just explodes the door just like see see that chick in the tube top yeah that's me let me yeah. tell you my story. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> playing like Bob O'Reilly in the background. <laughs> oh, can it, we stop for a second? It starts off. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, can we stop for a second and just talk about how fucking impractical Jill's clothing is in this oh, entry? Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I like it, but yeah, it's completely we all stupid. Like it? It's not. It's not zombie top, fighting here. Tube top, short skirt. Well, short-ish skirt. Like you leather know. mini skirt. It's it's almost like I, I almost kind of wish they hadn't have had it written into the plot that she was fired, and it was literally like, no, I was actually undercover for a prostitution sting, and then everything just kind of went to hell. But here I am. If anyone wants <laughs> to see a sense. good uh, representation of what it looks like, the actual the, actually the second Resident Evil movie, uh, Apocalypse, I think. Actually, yeah, the movie. Yeah, it's you know it's all right. It's certainly not as bad as the later movies. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I'll give that's the only plus the movie has. <laughs> Literally, okay. Look here, it goes to hell the moment Mila Jovovich, Alice, crashes mm. through that window in the church. You get twenty five no. minutes of a good Resident Evil movie right up until that moment. I agree. No, no, no. Alice it really not goes to hell. Those movies. <laughs> It really goes to hell in the cafeteria explosion scene when, like, Jill's like, yeah, I'm going to save the day. And then everything falls to shit. And I was like, I'll save the day. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Is that when there's an explosion? We're going to talk about those movies. Like, she puts on, like, a blanket, like a, a quote-unquote heat-resistant blanket yeah. and saves them from an explosion going off. <laughs> not how that works, I don't think. Uh, no, the, like, the concussive blast would kill you. And also, those blankets are meant for, like, light heat, not, like the air burning because of a fucking like nitrous explosion going off right next to you. <laughs> there was no reason for Jill to hand the kid off to her and yeah, but anyway, no, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> no, not now. I want to show this for the apocalypse movie, but yeah, the but outfits in that are actually pretty act like pretty good for what they are. Like the, the costume design is great. Um, and they copied Jill Valentine's outfit and I was to, like, a to a T, to the point that I was like, I thought they would change how ridiculous that was, but they decided to hang on to it. I'm kind of glad so that they... They even made a justification for it because they wrote into the script that there's a heat wave in Raccoon City. Yeah. But again, not, not gonna she go is down. like undercover at the time because she brings somebody into the precinct as, and like is handcuffing no. them. No, no, she doesn't bring anyone. She's coming in from a night out. She takes off her high heels and then she hears on the radio. But anyway... Uh, Back to the the game Thank costume. Uh, uh, a, a nice a nice little costume note on top of that is it keeps up with Jill's motif of wearing blue because she yes. wore blue in the original and she's got a blue tube yeah. top of this one. Everybody in Resident Evil is color coded. Rebecca is like <laughs> green. Chris is also green. Uh, Chris is like green and yeah, he's he's like a, a darker green. Uh, yeah. Sherry is always like pink, no matter what. <laughs> No, I think hers white is pink. white and blue. White and blue? I I would say white and pink. Definitely uh, white is the main the main yeah. thing. Yeah. Barry is red. Everybody I mean, has their color. Yeah, Ada's the I mean, with the PS1 graphic, you can't really see her outfit too well, but when they have the cutscene, then you can really see how stupid it looks. I mean, I love it, but it just looks so stupid. I'm, I'm Why so... you Sherry? No. Oh, no, no. Joe. I'm so glad they changed it for the remake, and I like it. But I liked I it. Too. I liked it a couple years ago when it was the new Tomb Raider outfit. It's the same fucking outfit, <laughs> and I guess There's like many, that's the look now. Many options they could go for, but I'm just hoping they have a little more restraint with the fan service this time around because it gets ridiculous in this game. We got Jill going in slow motion down here. 
here, you know, running. We have full shots of her ass, like, and during cutscenes. I'm surprised they didn't have a scene when Nemesis smashed the fire hydrant and just didn't have, like, a direct stream of water hitting her chest and just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I noticed that they did, like, because if you pre-order the game, the remake, you get the original costume, but I noticed that the skirt is actually one of those skirts that's just shorts. But it looks like a skirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they kind of fixed it a little bit. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. Or uh, hey, she had boots on. Boots make sense. In a, in what if she was wearing like? Field. Does anyone know what culottes are? Or she's just wearing like culottes, <laughs> really ugly nineties <laughs> culottes. Uh, she just. I, I just know, want but... Jill to rob a thrift store. Just like, all right, I need to find better clothes, and just comes out in a mismatched fucking nightmare. But she's like, you know what? I'm comfortable. <laughs> okay, I don't know why a they question. She just comes out like she points a gun at a zombie. What year is yeah. it? So this game takes place. You were saying like what a day before Resident Evil Two starts in the beginning of it's this? A, yeah, it's a sandwich essentially. So the first half of the game, right up until you get to the clock tower and get knocked out, is the day before Resident Evil. And then okay. when Jill wakes up from her virus coma, uh, it's the day after Resident Evil Two. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So, I mean, in the beginning, one thing we hadn't mentioned yet that we should is that Umbrella is, you think, trying to help Raccoon City. They know about the infection, and they sent in all these mercenaries well, that you see in the open well, cutscene. They're not, I know. they're not really trying to help. What happens is they're sending in these mercenaries with these directors, I think they're called, like Nikolai. Managers. Managers, yeah. Yeah, and they're they're just there to send the mercenaries in to fight so that they can collect battle data and get bonuses and basically yeah. make sure they die. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great introduction oh. scene with Carlos when he's like because he, I mean he shows up pretty quick. You have the the opening scene, you're going in, you like you escape, you get kind of knocked out. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Dario, I think, Dario Rosso. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. You should get out of here, too. And then, like, immediately locks himself up in a, in a crate. And that's the end of his role in the game. Just leave me uh, alone. No. <laughs> he, who was he? Yeah, he's, no, he's, he, he's, a, he's a failed writer. And he's, like, super distraught at the beginning of the game because apparently he just witnessed his daughter getting eaten by zombies. Yeah, it's super dark. It's like, I mean, it's Resident Evil. People are dying, but they're, like... I, there's a way to do like cheesy dark and this game just goes full dark of like him immediately being like i just watched my daughter die oh you think you think that's i have a question Stu. did you ever come back to the warehouse uh when you had to gather items and stuff to start the trolley can't you find him like having committed suicide (laughs) no 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 not not that but like you come back and he's being eaten by zombies because eventually he he decided to brave it and step out of the container and he got overwhelmed i mean either way either way he was gonna get wiped out yeah yeah there was no good ending for him in this in this situation nobody uh nobody survives record city except for potentially lisa traver in my fucking resident evil 8 idea capcom (laughs) <laughs> oh god better than the leaks i've heard but anyway not letting it die i want my idea to be into a game one day but yeah so like immediately you get out after that you're uh you run into brad vickers who immediately gets his fucking head basically chopped not chopped off he gets a fucking tentacle through his face because of Japan. Because <laughs> of Japan. Can I also say how stupid it is? He know he knows. He warns Jill. He's like, there's something that's out there for Stars members. And it's like, yeah. well, then why the fuck are you in your uniform, dipshit? You're advertising. You're in Stars. I don't think it matters. Also, are you still registered? Is that why you still collecting your fucking check, Brad? Like, 
Come on, fucking man. scab. <laughs> I think that was just as a like uh, as Capcom saying like everyone hates Brad, right? Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> like, Brad's yeah, a piece of shit because everybody hates Brad. Death. Brad's just like a Weasley like. <laughs> what? He's just a Weasley loser. <laughs> Good old shit. Don't shit know. He's the one that abandoned you in the first game, which you yeah. want to hear all about it. We have an episode earlier in this show. Yeah, we do. It's just skipped it two hours in so we can start talking about uh, Resident Evil 1 for that episode. <laughs> 45 minutes in. <laughs> it's, it's a long time of us just talking about the background lore, which yeah. is probably going to happen here, too, a little bit. It's but uh, we're getting, we're jumping into it. But then, yeah, you run into Carlos and I love how they like he's wearing the umbrella outfit. It, it's like immediate. You're like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> like your umbrella. I don't trust you. And he has a really bad South American accent. <laughs> I think is what they're going for. That he, that he loses exactly. halfway through the game. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't get it back um, ever in any <laughs> ever again, even in the remake. It's just gone. All the foxy ladies love my accent. Shut the fuck up! People are dying. Yeah, <laughs> Carlos is so different. And I mean, assuming I've only I've watched like gameplay, like I said, haven't played the demo myself, but I've looked at gameplay. I've looked at like Carlos's new character. Seems like they've just abandoned that whole like persona entirely, I... which. I am so glad. I am so glad because I can not tell you how much they try forcing a romance in this game and it just doesn't work. (laughs) No, no. But I'm glad, like, I'm kind of glad that it doesn't happen. Like, I don't, I'm fine with like cheesy romance in games and stuff, but it's always nice when it's like a game doesn't do that. I'm I'm gonna lay it out for the kids here, and I'm just gonna say, at best, the most he could hope for is a uh, holy shit, we almost died. Like fuck, once they got out of the city, that's, <laughs> no, that's it'd be like it's a, gonna get. It would be like a kiss on the cheek and be like, all right, see ya. <laughs> like, because Jill's just, just like, get out of my bed, <laughs> get out, so, you're done. <laughs> I mean, he's heroic later, but he's just so shitty. They're <laughs> getting he's like, he, he might as well come out and be like, ladies love Carlos. I am, I am the <laughs> sex demon from South America. <laughs> Did you guys get the version of the scene uh, at the clock tower where she smacks the shit out of him? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get that one. Yes. Uh, so yeah, if you, if him you out. stay. If you stay in the the trolley when it crashes into the clock tower, like Jill will run into Carlos in the dining room and he'll like be given up hope. He's like, "What guarantee is it? They're gonna, you know, where's this even gonna be a helicopter? It's just a piece of paper." And Jill fucking knocks a filling out. And she's like, "Hey, snap the fuck out of it! We're either we try this or we're dead." Act Which, like you've never seen a dead body before. <laughs> it doesn't make sense with Carlos's whole like care like backstory and character too. Which, well, like the, the way it works, character. <laughs> well, because like these mercenaries, like a lot of the UBCS, the Umbrella Biotes- Bioterrorism Counter Squad, or whatever the fuck they call themselves, Countermeasure Service. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, he knows it. These guys, uh, you know, they're lands for the slaughter, and like a lot of them, like they're just mercenaries, prisoners of war, taken from like around the country, and they think, yeah. oh right, Umbrella saved us, but then they find <laughs> out, oh shit, no, we're in hell, we're in literal hell right now. Yeah, they're basically like everybody who works for Big Boss in Metal Gear. They're they're kidnapped and they're not even like brainwashed. It's just like Umbrella will come in, fuck up an area, and then find a couple kids and be like, hey, you want to work for us? And they're like, sure. I mean, my entire family and tribe is dead, so. Yeah, I, like I mean, they are cool kind of brainwashed in thinking that they're actually going in to help people, <laughs> which isn't the case at all. Yeah, um, they'd lie to. Yeah, Je- Jesse did bring up the uh, 
the case though that in this game when you like jumping out of the trolley like you do have instances where you can pick or choose between two different things that you can do in a situation yeah and the first one that you run into yeah the first one you run into is like after nemesis kills brad because it had to happen um you get to choose whether you fight the monster or run into the raccoon police department what'd you guys choose because i chose to yeah, this I one away. I chose to run away. <laughs> I fought I fought Nemesis, took him out, and I also stole Brad's wallet because that's the perk of doing that option. If you steal uh, his wallet, you can use his key card instead of going all the way and backtracking for Jill's. Yeah, you... it's kind of like a little yeah, speed run. Yeah, in that room anyway. The, uh, the starter's room where you get to, her ID. That's out of the way. But you still mm, get the Magnum or the grenade launcher. One thing we haven't mentioned yet is this game uh, is full of random shit. Like some of the weapons you get, you get will be in random places. Enemies that will be in one room. Like I had a point where I walked in the room, did something, got fucked up, reloaded my save state, <clears throat> my save, you know, my save, and it was a different <laughs> enemy in that room when I walked back in. I'm like, okay, this shouldn't be happening. When I just hit the, when I just hit F3, it should nothing should have changed. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing. I mean, this game has so many random elements built into it. Yeah, that are it's very uh, cool. It's like in a lot of ways, it's just a upgraded version of two. Which isn't like it's not. That's not saying that as an insult. Like whereas two was kind of like we're gonna rework the Resident Evil formula rather than taking because the first version of two was supposed to take place just in the police station. It was supposed to just be essentially a copy paste of the first game. Well, no police station and then factory behind the station and yeah. Well, yeah, yeah like just like the first game, which takes place in a mansion and then also a lab underneath the mansion. But basically, it's all the same area. Mm-hmm. The second one is gonna be police station and then like you know, the umbrella factory behind it and the same basic game uh, plot wise, but then they changed it and made it like you're traveling throughout the city. This just kind of does the same thing where you're traveling throughout the city, but more elements are thrown in behind the scenes to make it more interesting. Yeah, because in two, they had the uh, Mr. X and now you have Nemesis, which is basically an upgraded tyrant that is controlled by a parasite and who, yeah, who doesn't follow you throughout the game that's kind of a myth if they it's he it's it gives you the sense that he's following you but they use some very clever tricks of him just showing up at random times and like from very random locations that always put you on edge so i know a lot of people think that he follows you throughout the game like Mm -hmm. he's like on your tail and that's not the case it's just a lot of clever tricks but you get the sense that he's right on your tail the whole time it works he only shows up at different yeah. times. I mean, most of it's, yeah. I mean, I want to say all of it's scripted because I was, of course, reading a guide as I was playing this and the guy would tell me, hey, he's going to jump out of the window. Hey, he's coming. Oh, so yeah. It's all like, the, it's all going to happen at the same point. But I mean, if you didn't play this game before, you wouldn't know or you weren't reading something. You wouldn't You're be just expecting like, sometimes he comes That's... after you. <laughs> That's the beauty of this game, though, because there's so many branching pathways. Because I mean, in, like, in comparison to Resident Evil 2, you were you were still pretty much confined to the RPD for a good chunk of the game. You know, their assault on Precinct 13 theme they were going for. Mm-hmm. This one, you have the whole city at your disposal. And there's different things you can do, like when you're gathering supplies for the trolley, like if you do things in a different order, like if you decide to meet Carlos at the newspaper office instead of the restaurant, mm-hmm. or you decide to go to the substation first, you know, you'll, you'll either run into Nemesis at the newspaper office and have to blow him up, or you'll have to dodge Nemesis's rocket launcher as he's sitting on top of a roof firing at you in front of the substation. The yeah. newspaper <laughs> office is always my favorite, though, because you don't suspect 
expect that he'll be there because you go up to the third floor just to get a gem and there's zombies in the room and then you just leave the room not not through a door transition and he's just there standing in the hallway <laughs> my favorite is uh really early on i don't think it's it might be after the tram uh trolley thing when like it is it might be right after it collapses and he falls from the sky and just like lands next to you and it's like oh shit he's here holy shit like he just Basically, falls from yeah. the top of the screen and it's like did he just jump from a building what the fuck but you get a sense that yeah he's he is you Everywhere. if you have not played this game before and i can't imagine how stressful the remake is gonna be oh yeah <laughs> thinking like okay he could attack me at any time because you know they like they did this with the resident evil 2 remake they changed it up enough and they like like moved some shit around i, I mean if they have changed the mechanic system entirely, but they also moved some basic shit around to like trick players. It's like, it's yeah. kind of weird because Mr. X, while slow, Nemesis is much faster in the remake, but it doesn't make any sense because he's bigger. Bigger means slower, not faster. So the, well, the physics of it are are well, it's worked out a it's, lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny. My uh, nerd glasses, real quick here, uh, uh, Stefan. As you know from the Resident Evil Degeneration movie, the giant tyrants are actually quite oh, quick. Oh God! You see, it's because they have more muscle mass, so they would, <laughs> so they can. Yeah. I gotta take these glasses off because you're gonna give me a generation. We just but, watched Degeneration. Uh, damnation! Tyrants. Sorry, Damnation. Okay. I never seen that. Uh, well, well I'm to put on his nerd glasses real quick. <laughs> ah, sure. <laughs> you know that's Damnation, not Degeneration. <laughs> So, so fun fact: uh, the tyrant and the and Nemesis were actually developed by rival branches of Umbrella. I believe Nemesis yes. was developed by uh, Umbrella's European HQ, right. while the tyrant, tyrant, I think, was American. So yeah. that's why, like, two different evolutions uh, <laughs> fighting at the exact same time, and. I really wish we were kind of robbed of like seeing an actual fight between a uh, nemesis and a tyrant in this version. But I, I guess the closest we'll, we'll get is the nemesis eating a tyrant corpse uh, at the very end. Well, that's the thing that I'm like trying to point out too, is that nemesis is a tyrant. He's just like, he's like, like think of it as Terminator one and two. He's the upgraded version. He's no longer a robot. Yes. He's like the liquid guy. In know? the context of Resident Evil, he's a tyrant who's been infected with the nemesis. And that's what Jill gets infected with and uh, would carry with her all the way through uh, to Resident Evil five. Yeah, I wonder, yeah. Um, they have options to remaking. Like if they continue remaking the series, I doubt they'll do a remake of Moon after this one. Yeah, but they kind of have opportunities now if they wanted to like split off and do an entirely different story. I mean, even Resident Evil 7 was like an entirely different story, really. You could argue that like, oh, there was a guy named Redfield in it. But no, like it's basically a whole different thing. They could split off and say like, oh, the nemesis virus is back and Resident Evil 8 is going to be like just you and another nemesis or something. Yeah. They have I, was, to I was wondering if uh, the Baker's neighbors were Lady Mamia. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that weird uh, Louisiana portion of Japan. <laughs> you know what, uh, yeah, exactly. You know what freaks me about Resident Evil 7, and this is, it's not even, not Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 3 remake. It's not even out yet, and like I said, I've only watched the demo, but just the knowledge of Resident Evil 7, there's that fucking scene where you think you're in the clear, and uh, the dad, like, shoves his fist through the fucking wall and just walks through it. Oh yeah, Jack. The knowledge, yeah, they have that power. The knowledge that they have that power and that could happen at any time in Resident Evil Three Remake is just terrifying to me. 
Like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to see like Nemesis just burst through a fucking wall when I'm trying to save because you know that shit's gonna happen. Yeah, oh, I it's just, gonna happen I'll, a lot. He's. Oh. I was just gonna say I, I'll warn people spoilers for the demo, the RE3 demo, but he actually does do that. Oh, he does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right at yeah. the end of it. <laughs> He'll 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 make the fucking Kool Aid Man be like, whoa, hey, like cool it down, property damage, bro, too much. I, uh, <laughs> my heart rate is going up just thinking about it, like playing it. <laughs> I know <laughs> it, it's gonna be a scary fucking game. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited for it. I playing this, I'm like, I'm more excited for it now, just seeing what they have and having seen what they did with Resident Evil 2 and the remake, how far removed that is from the original, like in terms of just mechanics and style and just like well-made gameplay mm-hmm. speaking speaking of mechanics resident evil 3 was the first to bring us quite a few revolutionary things in itself it was yes. the birth of the 360 spin where you could turn a character around with a push of a button instead of doing the yeah. full tank <laughs> swirl which yeah, was, was characters in video games ever 360 spin before this one survival <laughs> <laughs> uh, horror it was awesome maybe <laughs> It was also uh, the first proper introduction to red exploding barrels and uh, destructive yeah. environments. Sure. In Resident Evil, maybe. For Resident Evil, yes. I don't yeah, think any bad. of this is true so far. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I don't think any of this is true so far. Is it wasn't it red barrels? Well, I guess red barrels weren't in Crash Bandicoot. They, they were also in Doom. Well, no, I'm, I, I'm not referring to video game history. Like, just in terms of the series, it, this is it brought mm. red exploding barrels to the series, destructive environments like the lanterns you can blow up in the game to set fire to zombies. Get that fucking lantern to work in that boss <laughs> fight with the worm. I tried. I died. I tried. I died. Then I it's, said, fuck it, and killed them with Magnum Rounds. My it's favorite... A, Oh, sorry i was gonna say my favorite explode like my favorite environmental thing you can do is uh there's a point where you're in you're not really in a sewer you're in like a kind of like alley way type mm-hmm. situation it's like a steam room and there's a pipe on the wall and a bunch of zombies come like there are a lot of zombies in this game more so than two more so than one like they throw waves of zombies kind of with the expectation that you're not going to explicitly try to fight them all at once um unless yeah, you're wasn't, insane i'm just kind of curious wasn't that a thing too jesse where like they had less polygons or something on the characters yeah, it, so they could yeah. put more zombies in the in game the, in the initial yeah. engine and concept for resident evil uh 2 when it was 1.5 it uh there was a lot more zombie mobs but they were less detailed and this one we get the best of both worlds where we get mobs and we get detailed zombie designs and their bodies actually get burned in like specific places instead of just their entire body going black which yeah. is nice yeah. yeah there's that part where it's like you're in that alleyway though and there's a pipe on the wall and a, a mob starts coming down the hallway at you and you can shoot the zombies or if you're smart you can shoot the pipe when they cross it and it just like burns mm-hmm. them all <laughs> It does yeah. that a lot in this game. Like, there, one thing about Resident Evil 3 that I, I did not know going into this is, I mean, I knew a little about this game. This game is constantly, you are on the streets. You go in a few buildings, like the police station. Mm-hmm. You go in a couple of real mini stuff, a gas station, newspaper, a restaurant, as some examples. But a lot of this is running from place to place to place as you're doing different things yeah. throughout the town. And god is it like normally enemies don't respond very much i play this on easy which gives you enough ammo to do the job it, i mean when they, when you get more ammo they like double like quadruple what you're getting it felt like you have you can you can gun people down there's no problem 
Oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, if you ever ha need a power cable, you have to drive from uptown to downtown. Everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a real bitch. Yeah. Umbrella to okay. build Raccoon City well. When the apocalypse is starting, people hoard everything. I'm learning that. You know, it's weird. Before before recent events happened, I didn't realize that when the apocalypse happened, people just start hoarding every single thing besides food. They start with the soap and the toilet paper. They don't. Who cares about the food? Yeah. We're just going to make sure we can wipe our asses without, you know. I'm not saying our audience is dumb or anything. Like, I trust our audience. But, like, if you know anybody who's doing this, tell them to fucking stop. But people who are hoarding bottled water, fucking stop. There's no reason for it. There's no reason to hoard bottled water. You're not going to run out of water. Water comes out of the tap. It's fine. You don't need water. And, and you know what? This game makes a good case for that. You know that alleyway that Brad burst out of? You find the shotgun? What did they have case after case of down there in that horde of zombies? <laughs> bottled water. Bottled water. All the yeah. bottled water was gone from the goddamn grocery store. And it's like, I don't I don't understand what you think is gonna happen. <laughs> I mean I bought a Brita water filter and I have been good to go. But <laughs> just, what I say, just drink the tap like, water. It'll be no, fine. I need a filter. But you that desperate in this game. It it I enjoyed myself for the most part. Like I don't like classic survival horror because I suck at it and I'm scared. But I enjoyed this game for the most part. Like I you start off with a machine gun and you play on easy, mm. and I was just gunning down everybody for the first section before I said, you know, I probably should put this away and stop using it for now. Well it's but, yeah, I didn't need to do that. It's interesting that it does that though, because it's more so I mean, like Resident Evil 4 is not really a horror game. It's an action game. It's a very good action game. But when people say like, oh, like RE5 ruined like ruined the series because it's just a dumb action game, it's like that's what RE4 was. And that's what RE3 and 2 are as well, yeah, in a sense. Going back to play it, I was like, RE2 still has survival I would say, horror. I would argue 3 more than 2. 2 three? still feels very horror. Yeah, 3 is definitely, you can feel the movement to like... I mean, oh, the horror is there. Game. But like, yeah, the horror comes from Nemesis, but not from the zombies. Like, you're used to the zombies, mm. so they throw more at you, and so it's like more but it's not like scary. I think it's more like a fine line where it's like Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two. You know, you have to. That is the furthest long thing. From yeah, that. like you have to balance it. You know what I mean? It just gets too ridiculous <laughs> later in like RE Six. Yeah, it's it's a constant battle when you are going to do. I mean, look at like any movie with like vampires in it now. If it if they want it to be a, a like a scary movie, you got to go so far into horror to make vampires scary now because vampires mm -hmm. are just so oversaturated like look at how people reacted to like nosferatu when it came out and like going back that's kind of a cheesy movie it's still a good movie but it's very cheesy it's not scary really like another thing this game does that it, it does well there's lots of areas you'll pass by an area and something will break and zombies will come bursting through like he was talking about with the alley they do that all the damn time in this game but they also give you options. A lot <laughs> of times when that happens, now. there are ways to... Hmm? So I might get yelled at now because I don't remember if Nosferatu was actually the name of the movie or if it was just the name of the character. I think it's the name of the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the character. And the character. <laughs> and, so, but there are lots of things to blow up. This game gives you lots of barrels. It gives you lots of just different things. <laughs> it gives things you C4 pipe. Yeah. There's sure. a thing where you could crush a brain drainer with a fucking stack of Great. pallets. Yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> like you can dodge. And also, one thing we had mentioned, this game also introduces a dodge mechanic, where when yes. you're getting attacked sometimes, you hit X. I never actually purposely did it. I would just be shooting because I didn't give a shit. I had enough health items and I had save state. So I was like, I'm just going to shoot you and see what happens first. And she would dodge a lot of times and just keep shooting. It's but pretty, I, yeah, it's auto-enabled in easy oh, mode. Okay. 
But, yeah, uh, yeah easy mode it was is the way to play this game. Right, it was it was the first time we got dodge for Resident Evil, and I also forgot to mention this is the first time we got the gunpowder mechanic where we could like craft our own bro- uh, bullets. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is cool. Which I mean, because throughout this game you will find lots of gunpowder. I used a guy to figure out what I wanted to make, which would make them rounds. But it's cool <laughs> that you can do that. Like you can Rocket make shotgun ammo, handgun ammo. There was uh, there was a point where I remembered that C ammo could make ice grenades. But I had mixed three C ammos and then used the tool, so it made magnum rounds. And I was like, well, I see this as a win. Freeze rounds are better. Yeah, they are. They nemesis. stopped Nemesis. Yeah. That also runs into the fact that um, stop I see this as a win. The ammo and the magnum ammo in the game is Winchester magnum ammo. Yeah. <laughs> I see this as win. <laughs> but, um, One thing also about easy mode that I want to say is that. Easy mode, you start with a Magnum uh, assault rifle right in your inventory. Like Right off the bat, you have some nice, powerful weapons. Mm-hmm. And in the police station, one of the first like real prime examples of the randomness in this game, you can either get the Magnum or the grenade launcher, and then later on you'll get the other one that you didn't pick up there. I unfortunately skipped the grenade launcher the second time like an idiot because I was scared. But mm-hmm. I love there... that this game is so different. There are also um, hidden treasures around the city, actually. You can use the uh, crank on some doors, some steel shutters to get secret ammo in the walls of Wrecking City, which (laughs) I did. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and do this because Jesse reminded me about it. And as soon as I got there, Nemesis is literally standing right in front of it. (laughs) I'm like, fuck. He's just like shaking his hands like, like, nah. Yeah. That's (laughs) my stash, bitch. Uh, uh, uh. And also, you can fight. You don't have like most of the time when Nemesis does run into you, you can skip majority of the fights with him if you want to. Which I skip every single one except for two that I could. I just didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, but if you I do fight him, he drops well. parts. I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't like wasting ammo in survival horror games. I do my best not to do something that's going to make me use anything more than handgun ammo. I do my best to avoid those type of situations. Fight have- the bosses. It's break mic. It's a test. Doesn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually usually Stefan and I's line of (laughs) save everything. Don't shoot anything if you don't have to. I shot zombies. I just wasn't going to waste good stuff on him. Plus, I didn't carry the Magnum often. I keep it hidden in the chest because I don't like. I only carry a shotgun and handgun in these type of games. And a shotgun fighting Nemesis is not a very powerful mechanic. Uh, no. Like even it's bad. I've done it. Nemesis. I I beat him. Like, I mean, there's the the thing is with the the beauty of the gunpowder system, because the game, like depending, you know, if you practice and experiment, you can, you know, change the amount of ammo that you get in the game and you might be brave enough to take them on. I, you know, managed to beat them all eight times and it's great. You get a gun, you get a special handgun, you get a special shotgun broken up into parts. So you need like to beat them twice to get one of each weapon. You get two first aid boxes full of three sprays a piece. And, you know, depending if you beat them uh, all eight times the first time on a clean save, you'll get an assault rifle. And if you beat them all eight times on a on a replay save, you get a box of infinite ammo that you could add to literally any any weapon you know right i like uh i like the idea of nemesis like walking around the city it's like jill's just like ran away from him and he's like damn it he picks up like half of a gun he's like 
yes, I'll do this later. And then Jill just kicks his ass and takes the weapon parts. And he just wakes up like, damn it, damn it, damn it. Just kicks him I in like, the shin like yeah. a little kid. My man, well, you know, <laughs> you could get you could get freebies like in the clock tower when you step out in the puddle and like you can yank a cord out of a light and electrocute it and just like, ha, jack your shit. Yeah. <laughs> My shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I like um, it, it's very well balanced where you don't have to fight them, but you get you get good stuff if you do. It's nice. Like some games you can have like some games will just throw an enemy at you. And you like you can choose to fight them, but then you just get nothing for it. Or <laughs> it's like, ah, congratulations, you get to say you beat them. It's like, no, I want a reward <laughs> to make the rest of the game better. <laughs> Give me the shotgun. Uh, <laughs> I just, right. I like the idea of Jill just again running around in the most inappropriate outfit possible, just beating umbrellas <laughs> like Pride and Joy eight times in a row. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. like, God damn it, Nemesis, you had one fucking jump. Stars, I'm trying. <laughs> Stars hurt. <laughs> like he's got like a little walkie-talkie with him. <laughs> like, damn it, Nemesis, why haven't you killed Jill Valentine yet? She's angry. <laughs> She's very angry. Stars she had a <laughs> headache. All right, we're Just sending in Jill. some first aid kits. She take that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear Jill in the background. Where are you going, baby? Wait for me. I'm looking for a little bitch. No. <laughs> there is this hot. It's like trying to hide in like a locker. You want stars? You got them. I'll show you stars. Uh... But there's another thing about this game that I think is just kind of well. I didn't I do it. I wish but... people didn't take away tear glands. <laughs> the first half of the game is all about you trying to get this cable car running so you can go yeah. the other side of the city and, and get to the clock tower. And, and I think it's interesting it's how very different trolley, too, because they give you a note. It's not just a tr it's not just a cable car. It's like um, it's like raccoons pride and joy trolley system that was made in Europe and shipped to uh, shipped to raccoon city for some reason. Yeah. Like, it's their first transportation system before they added the subway later. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you're not just taking a cable car, you're taking Rickard City's, like, first ever landmark, really. And fucking trash. I like it. how yeah. there's so many different ways you can tackle you can tackle that scene like you mm -hmm. can you can you get the power cable and then you got to get these other items you can either go to two different buildings to do it and depending on what you do depends on how the story plays out and like we'd also mentioned this game has lots of different sections that give you choices like you go to a restaurant and nemesis attacks you you have a choice to hide in the basement and escape through the sewer tunnel or you can stay in there and and blow him up and then you got to fight him which is what i did and i'd like carl to shoot the hell out of him yeah, yeah either way it's just basically idea. like it's basically like, do you want to fight Nemesis or no? Yeah. <laughs> That's all it really is. Uh, one I thing I do want to mention, though, <laughs> is that the reason you are going around and getting all these parts for the trolley is because you and the team of mercenaries, umbrella mercenaries, have decided to work together and help get out of the city because yes. you can't do it without them. For the it's time like being, they're a suicide or... squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. What are we, some kind of <laughs> Carlos sex squad? <laughs> Oh, oh, chill! That's my arm. That's my arm. Yeah. What? <laughs> Indian bird. I, I think you know what the nemesis. How they sprinkle so much. They sprinkle a lot of story. Like you have the scene where you're talking to Carlos in the restaurant. Depending on that, when you go to 
the gas station that somebody i want to say somebody blows it up or it just blows up or you have a scene where carlos will come in there and he's helping you see a bunch of zombies attacking like they they do some really good jobs of making you feel suspense and feeling the over overbearingness of the zombies that are attacking you and i, I thought that was very cool like i yeah. really yeah. was entertained by this game even though i didn't really want to play it i was not enjo- enjoying myself completely because it's stressful as hell it's a very cool experience and it it's wasn't it wasn't the super hard Resident Evil you did. Like this was probably easier. Well, I had safe state, so I'm I'm kind of you know it's hard to compare. But I would say it's easier than one for sure. It's easier I... than it seems because it seems like it'd be really difficult. It seems like it'd be really stressful, and it is stressful, but it's not as it's not Easy as bad. Would like, really not as Resident Evil. 2, I don't think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I say I I am surprised this game didn't get any shit back in the day for basically perpetuating the Resident Evil trope of okay you need to find four items to progress <laughs> the latter half of the game you need oh, to find man. four crests you need to find four stones you need to find four chest plugs you need to find <laughs> random assorted shit <laughs> battery c- cable oil uh, oil additive I think at I that point say... it was like enjoyed though of like. Now, like, it's a Resident Evil game. I can't wait to get the crank. <laughs> like, what what four items am I going to have to assemble this time? <laughs> it would well, be weird if it didn't have it. <laughs> this 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 one, I would say, makes little to no sense, though, on some of the items. Like, oh, yeah. you can't open a door like in the middle of the city unless you have two gems to put into it. Oh, God. that's how you the get that city psycho. hall. That's how you get into city hall. Yeah. You know how what? I'm going to get into city hall. <laughs> you know what? What puzzle I'll give more shit, though? Having to get a fucking car battery. From a statue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope in the remake, if they keep that, Jill's just like, why the fuck is this even? There's cars everywhere. I could have literally took any battery. Also, to get the tram working, like the you need the power cable, which makes sense, but you also need like, like, like ethanol alcohol. It's like a fuel. You need, but you need you need to make mixed oil, like it's oil yeah. and oil additive. But it's mm-hmm. but which is it? Is it an electric tram or is it? <laughs> is it powered by like a fuel substance like which is it it's either a cable car where it has a cable and it's powered by electricity or it needs like gas and oil to run so I mean, those are two that's different broken. types of video games <laughs> it's like that's all, I, I just like that. the idea of like some developer being like hey trams like are they oil or gas and some other guy going like yes yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a boat <laughs> yeah <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. It doesn't make sense. But Cars I didn't have electricity that. in them. <laughs> You're right. I put it in. Uh, fun <laughs> fact about the cars in this game, too. Some zombies will burst out of doors when you run by them. Yes, and if you, that. yeah, and if you kill them and you go back to the car car door where it's broken open, you'll always find ammunition or something, which is kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. This game pushes for yeah everybody in no one in Raccoon City owns a power cable but everybody owns a gun and several boxes of ammo. <laughs> Every <laughs> single was a millionaire. I like the idea that they all work for Umbrella as like some kind of sleeper agent. <laughs> like the whole thing is going to shit and they're like, well, I'm not activated yet, so I guess I'll just die. It's well, like a John Wick where everyone's like an assassin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like literally the shutter Stefan was talking about earlier with that has like three packs of grenade rounds. It's right next to a children's playground. Like yeah. there's toys yeah. everywhere. <laughs> hey guys, look what I found. Play catch. <laughs> oh, Tammy, no. 
Except the kids, kids in like the Resident Evil universe would be like, "Oh, be careful with that! That's an RG5 grenade. <laughs> it has a five-second fuse on the pin if you pull it out. Careful, Timmy. Let's go tell the teacher. She'll know what to do." <laughs> the teacher. Oh, like, you hear about that? My dad, Barry. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, "This is dangerous," and locks it in like a crate with like a million other guns and explosives. <laughs> I'll just put this in the lost and found. <laughs> I, I like that the game does give you so much ammo because makes me yeah. feel more less scared in these type of situations where i feel like i could i can shoot my way out because i shot a lot of freaking zombies i would try to avoid some yeah. but if you were in a place that i knew i was coming back to or you just got in my way you were go- it was done it was over and i got to a point probably midway through this game when i realized like yeah i have way more ammo than i need i can kill people and i'm just gonna start mm-hmm. unloading yeah, and you can yeah. get to, uh, especially if you're on easy, you can get to like the Resident Evil 4 levels where it's like, okay, it's the final boss fight. I've got 600 rounds of handgun ammo in my item crate. I probably should just save it just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, the, I, I love how there's like all this excess ammo, but this is like the first game where the boss, the final boss doesn't actually need you to shoot it like at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ammo is almost more of like a puzzle piece, like with your fucking inventory than anything else. But it's, I also it's nice. Didn't, it's nice that you could you, go through and be like, like, I only need to take like 30 rounds because I know I'm going to find like another 200 along this path. <laughs> you can find a lot, which is mm-hmm. nice. And and one thing I thought was also cool is how the game is kind of is really broken up into two parts is after you get in the trolley, you get the trolley running, you go to the other side of the city and you never go back to this part. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, I, I you away. was wondering about this and I didn't know. I don't know this answer because I don't know as much about Resident Evil 3 as I do about the other other games I'm sorry yeah, um, someone here that does so yes mm. I don't know if uh, either Stefan or Jesse know this was this meant originally to be a kind of Resident Evil style story where you pick either Carlos or Jill and then they just scrapped that and said you're going to play as Jill mm. and then Carlos later no no uh, uh, once once uh, the Joe Schmo was taken out this was Jill's game pretty okay. much because it yeah. definitely has like elements of like I could see how this would have been somebody else's campaign. I don't I don't want to like say this is a bad thing, but it's possible too that the reason you play as Carlos at one point in this game is because they maybe didn't feel like if they gave the whole game to Jill that like people would be interested like to play just as a female. That's I, uh, uh that's a fair I, assumption to make for 99. I mean people still do that today. So. Yeah, well, to be fair for 2020. To be fair, it's also filling it's also filling in the trope because they always, every every game up to that point had a section where you could play as another person. In RE1, you could play as Rebecca for a small portion of Chris's mission. Mm-hmm. In RE2, you could play as Sherry or Ada. So in this one, I think it was just to give people kind of a a little break and a new play style because you get the assault rifle as Carlos. And if you're playing on hard mode, that's the only time you actually get to outside of kicking Nemesis's ass eight times. Now I'm trying <laughs> to think about... Now I'm trying to think about this. Does Resident Evil have more female playable characters than male playable characters? Because it's got to be at least close. Uh, yeah. The first I game and say... second game are Wash, and then third is Jill, four is uh for is leon so that's a wash i'd say for the larger amount of female characters that get to actually be like the leads in these games unfortunately it still is a sausage fest because they folk like towards the latter half of the series they just got the biggest hard-ons for leon and chris for some reason yeah. like those are the only two people who can keep going through this <laughs> you could argue that that was like because it was supposed to be the end of their story 
they like they got the focus so that they could like end their arc and start anew which but, it's yeah. funny because like their arc is the same thing ah oh, we yeah. lost people must drink in bar feel sad <laughs> chris <laughs> life is chris. hard for well no that's all chris leon's whole story is like i still just want to fuck ada and she's dead I'm and she's like i'm not dead bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe ada like really like the best the the real moral or not really moral the real arc of leon's character throughout the entire games is at the end of re6 there's a point where uh helena like thinks ada's dead and leon's like she's not dead and it's like yeah you finally learned you finally learned that she's never <laughs> dead like it took you this long <laughs> come on you, you know but like talking about all this in hindsight it really makes me realize resident evil 3 pretty much is jill's finest hour like this is yeah. This I mean, is it certainly wasn't story. RE5. Spoilers for RE5. <laughs> she uh, is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, but like it is this is this is her moment where she gets to pretty much lead the fucking story, survive against all odds, an entire city that wants her dead, and she manages to claw her way out. And you know, hopefully if you guys picked the actual right option, got in a good one-liner on her way out too. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, she the only other game she is like I mean, she's heavily focused in one, but the really, oh, the only game with like a ton of story that like really gives her anything is um, Revelations One, well, which I'm I'm fine with that game. game. People don't like game that game. Good. I think it's fine. Yeah, this I mean, game this, actually gives her a lot of character. I think. Yeah. This this uh this game actually uh shocked me because I thought the game ended at one point. When you get to the <laughs> clock tower, you have to ring the bells to call for a chopper to come in and get you out of the city. Mm -hmm. And it does come in. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's it. I beat it. That was weird. There was no end boss. And then, of course, that's not what happened. It's a Resident no. Evil game, Stefan. That helicopter is going down. I was 10 years old. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say there's more assumptions. You were not 10 years old. I was there, honestly, <laughs> there, There's. Was it Tim Turry who said uh, when he was playing Resident Evil 4, it was like like 50% of helicopters and Resident, as soon as you see a helicopter in Resident Evil, 50% of them are going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go down. That happens in uh, four, five, four, six. Six. Six multiple helicopters get blown multiple. up, so it actually has a worse win rate yeah. for helicopters. I think you're in one in six. Jordy has one go down. If you're Seven, in a Resident two, Evil, don't, oh my God, don't Resident Evil Two pilot. on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Resident <laughs> Evil One has a helicopter show up and then he just leaves you behind. But yeah, it doesn't go down. Bravo just, teams goes back. down. Bravo, Bravo teams go down. The yeah, because yeah, they, they land it. If they landed, but it was out of it was like running out of gas, so it was like okay. a forced landing. Engine failure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was like the game's <laughs> like the series started with like the most minor of helicopter crashes on technicality. <laughs> it just yeah. only went like further from there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're six hours into an RE game and you see a helicopter showing up, congratulations, you just hit the halfway point. <laughs> There's like one guy in the Capcom staff every time they're like, So what do we do about this helicopter? He's like, crash it. Yeah, blow that shit up. He's so, yeah. you guys were saying about the helicopter, that's it when you first get to the, the clock tower scene, which I did like the clock tower. I think it's kind of cool. You come in, everything's kind of normal, you fight a few enemies, you run around, do a couple puzzles, and as you're in there things start to go to shit later on as, as you get yeah. up to the top, you see the helicopter Nemesis blows it up, which is such a cool-ass cutscene. Even in even yeah. 20 years later, still badass seeing him blow up the helicopter. One thing seeing we forgot to watch flying over Jill. That I 
I yeah, I want to say what the cool one of the coolest scenes in this game. There's a part when you have to make a choice, which I made the wrong choice. We're yeah. in a room. And I forget what I, you get some item, you're in a generator room and some zombies burst through the fence and an option comes up. Do you want to stay and fight? Which is how you get the grenade launcher, the magnum, depending on what the random number generator shows for you or jump out the window. Well, me being the scary cat, I jumped out the window and you get the coolest scene where Neve, there's a bunch of zombies crowding her. Nemesis just blows them up with a rocket launcher. Yeah. And it was fucking yeah. badass. Oh, and then I ran for my life because I couldn't well, beat him with just shock. Is, <laughs> is that also the part where you can turn on the generator and like electrocute all the zombies? And make their heads explode? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, that's great. My guy didn't say because he just said, Your choice. And I chose jump out. I'm like, okay, this is easier. I just, we, yeah. So I didn't know that. We should probably get to because this is about the point of the game where you're you're you've met Carlos at this point, but before some of the stuff happens, you get introduced to on the train. You get introduced to um, the other members of the UB U. God damn it, the UBCS team. The UBCS team. Get to meet. Uh, funny if their nickname was God damn it. God damn it, <laughs> Nikolai. God damn it, Zinoyev and Mikhail Victor. <laughs> who Fun is, fact: They were uh, supposed to be brothers originally. Really, that makes sense. Yeah. To me. That's a very Resident Evil, like, soap opera type storyline. You've betrayed uh, you me, noticed, brother. <laughs> you notice their original face models, uh, they look very similar to each other. They were supposed yeah. to be brothers. It's hard to tell because everyone looks like melted butter at this stage in PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of them just needs wrong. to have black hair and the other one just has to have blonde long hair. And then we'd know. <laughs> I like uh, Nikolai in the remake looks like totally di different to me. Like, RE3, he's like, I don't even know how to describe him. He's like kind of beefy, muscular dude. And I think they realized at some point that he's not really, he's supposed to be more like Wesker, I guess. He's supposed to be more of like a scientific type dude. Uh, he's cold and calculating uh, the obvious, I'm going to stab you in the back look yeah. to him. He's not like a beefhead. Not beefhead. Mm -hmm. He's not a musclehead. Like, With a very dude. interesting accent. Yeah, vaguely Ukrainian Eastern Europe. <laughs> like, Somewhere in that mess. Played again by a Canadian. All yes, of them. this is how this is how Nikolai will sound because his name is Nikolai, and so he'll sound like this. Not really trying to do Eastern European, just some <laughs> syllables will sound Eastern European, and he bad guy. Yeah, there's I, I, that guy, like, he is everywhere in the city. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to Outbreak, but even in that, he's, like, trying to... What was it, Jesse? He's, like, trying to capture a tyrant or the parasite. He's, he's trying to collect a blood sample from a tyrant at the university. Mind you, this is on the early morning of October 1st. There's going... The city is doomed. It's going to, like, be blown up in hours. But he's like, no, I'm going to take the side mission go take care of this real quick and i'm going to run all the way back to the dead factory and it's canon <laughs> it's all canon yeah this is nikolai right you're talking yeah. about yeah yeah it's it's Nicole, you know it's, it's uh... all injured at this point when you find him in the train car yeah Mikhail. i did Mikhail, like that scene Kyle. when you <laughs> do go to the train it. car nevisus jumps on the train car and you have the choice to either like you can stay and fight if you want to i just ran out the door let let him blow up the train car with him and then you can either jump out or crash which i thought was kind of cool i jumped out but i did <laughs> like i love all the options in this game i love how you know we all probably could have had different experiences if we wanted to we were all playing this the first time yeah <laughs> only i was and uh, i'm gonna <laughs> like all... the thing is we're gonna say this a million times and it's gonna be like basically half of my shelfer box i think but like i I hate to say it again, but I'm really interested to see what happens with that in the remake. I want to know, like, how much of those choices in the remake, like, affect the gameplay. Because 
You said Resident Evil 2 remake is so far above and beyond what Resident Evil 2 was. I'm just wondering if Resident Evil 3 remake is like you make a decision and it's like, okay, you're in a completely different part of the city. Like you've changed paths. My theory is going to be how that's going to unfold because they pretty much kept the maze like feeling of the city where you can go to you don't have to go through a sequential uh order of events you can go to different places in different order and it'll change what happens so they're pretty much just going to take out the live selection where it freezes like okay are you going to stay are you going to fight with are you going to fight nemesis it's either like are you going to do it are you you do it if not run (laughs) like i don't wait for us to ask you i'm pretty sure he's going to be scripted though he really feels that way in the demo he kind of has to be, but mm-hmm. again, like that's the demo and Capcom does have a habit of like putting out demos and then releasing entirely different games just to trick you. I mean, they did that with, did they do that with Resident Evil 2? They definitely did it with Resident Evil 7. The, uh, the, yeah, Resident Evil 2 had Ada shooting at you in the star's yeah. office instead mm-hmm. of the parking lot. Yeah. And then Resident Evil 7's demo was like like a completely different house. They, they, they changed, it was just like a completely made up part of the game. And they were like, ah, no. Yeah. No, that that house uh, is in the final game. It's just it's the guest house portion. Yeah, but they they make you think that's like the beginning of the game, and it's also right, you're not yeah. playing it it's as a prequel. Character. It's a prequel story. Yeah, it's yeah. like I think it was based more on like everything felt like ghosts as opposed to like Jack actually being there as a person. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like Cap. I mean, it's one of those things where like I'm sure the demo is close to the gameplay of it, but. It's hard to tell with Capcom. They're very good at kind of pulling the rug out from under people and being like, ha like, this isn't yeah. actually, this is just a part of the game. Like, this isn't really a part of the game. We just made this separate for the demo, which is impressive. That's, mm-hmm. that takes work to there's, make a whole level some, that isn't in the game. Yeah, there's some weird stuff, actually. I'm, we're going to get back to Resident Evil 3, but there's some weird Thank stuff you. in the Resident Evil 7 demo where like you can see Mia's ghost standing off in the distance. Yeah, it has like a PT feel to it almost. Yeah, so or, I they fuck it's around. More spooky, <laughs> but yeah. If you were saying about Resident Evil Three, uh, like when you're uh. <laughs> when you're climbing, I did like it. You get to the top of the clock tower, the after the helicopter thing, and you have the choice to either blind him or fight him. Of course, I blind him and pushed his ass off the freaking tower. <laughs> but because I every time I could. Fuck fighting nemesis. I was like, I need to get through this as fast as I can. Fucker fight. <laughs> but I, I, I like how he does poison her, and they have that small portion mm. where after you beat him, she gets, or you know, I think you push him off, then you climb down, then you have to fight him in like the courtyard. And I like how she gets injured and she gets infected by the nemesis. So this is like a more powerful virus than that she has, not just the regular T virus. Yeah, no, it's, it's a nemesis T virus. It's a, it's a different strain of it. It's like. <laughs> It's not really more powerful. It's just a different because because the nemesis virus is meant for more like there's a lot of different tyrant variants and they all have like different variations of the T virus where this first tyrant was like a mindless killing machine. And basically Umbrella's whole goal is to make it more slightly more like sentient so it can accept orders and follow orders effectively. And so Nemesis well, was one of their tests to be like, let's make him a little bit smarter and see if we can give him a mission to like hunt this guy, hunt this the stars people's down and yeah like see if I he mean, can figure it out himself yeah i mean uh mr x was the first you know mr x and nemesis were both equal experiments at that point to try to tame them as uh, tame the t- tame different versions of the tyrant and get them to do umbrella's bidding yeah. All of i think nemesis was the stronger case. <laughs> yeah yeah they, was these, 
These are all people we should remind does. you that these these people were all experimented on. And I think tyrants are so rare that I think it's like three or ten percent of the whole population can only become tyrants and survive. Yeah. So like they had to have experimented well, on thousands of people to get there. Well, the thing is, all the all the tyrants in the game are actually clones of the same person. We find out in uh, Umbrella Chronicles, they're clones of Vladimir Sergei, one of Umbrella's like generals or executives or something. Huh. Yeah, but the the experiments to get there, I mean, they took like thousands and thousands of people. Oh yeah, a lot of homeless just people were just doing researchers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are researchers, dogs, or random strays, like a lot of, a lot of, because that's one of the big things in Resident Evil 1 when they start out, they mentioned like, like disappearances all over the city, not Ooh. just people disappearing in the woods, but imply they're being eaten by, um, imply they're being eaten by dogs, but also just like, oh, like random people are disappearing from the city too. Well, yeah, yeah it started in the forest well, and then it progressed. Off. Yeah, it I think it's confirmed in RE2 that they were also taking the children from the um, the orphanage. orphanage and experimenting on them too, Chief Irons. That's why he was opening it up so that all the orphans and Raccoon, which is funny there's any that, that are there, but it's it's sad that they took all those kids and just started experimenting on them. Well, it's not the first time something like that's been confirmed um, in Resident Evil a gun survivor the the part of the facility like a majority of the kids they were keeping there or teenage well teenagers who they were uh subtracting or sorry they were uh, using their serotonin they were withdrawing it so they could make their uh tyrant hypnos variant mm-hmm. that you end up fighting at the end of that game it's really fucked up but it, yeah it's just like these massive amount of teenagers because it's like I forget the name of it. It's like a serotonin, special type of serotonin or like a, a variant of it that they withdraw. And they're like, nope, it's only good for kids between like 16 to 19. And there's just fucking I, prison full of them. I, I think it's just I'm bananas back. is what it is. It's bananas. We don't even have to cut that out. I was only gone for a second. <laughs> a, techni- so, uh, a future guest of the podcast had technical difficulties. But uh, oh, as, as no, Mike Riley. Was- As Mike was saying, though, when you push Nemesis off the clock tower, I think it's kind of funny because Jill pushes this huge guy off there. But when it comes to a statue, she has trouble moving it around like the bell. She can't move the bell, which is only there because they don't want you to go out that way until yeah. after carlos goes to the hospital yeah I, <laughs> it, that was stupid like i i thought it was cool when they have when they have carlos come he finds her all you know messed mm-hmm. up takes her to the chapel drops her off and this is supposed to be this is supposed to be the end of the first day of when resident evil 2 starts correct yeah this okay. is yeah september 28th and then september 29th is re2 september 30th into the morning of october 1st is mm-hmm. the rest of the game so oh, all no. the mercenaries get murdered by the time leon shows up because well one they weren't the idea wasn't invented yet but well most of them <laughs> yeah I mean, there are a lot of a lot of mercenaries that felt like were dropped into the city, but I guess it is a city, so you wouldn't see everybody. You have to consider there was also Hunk Squad that was like entering the city around around this time as well. Well, you uh, you well, find their corpses in the game. Yeah. Basically, Umbrella is like. I mean, and also uh, not not to bring up a game that uh, everyone had very mixed feelings on, but Umbrella Chronicles, you had like your whole team going in there and having to make some decisions. But that, I guess, was a like separate timeline. 
you talking about the the what the online only one, or are you talking about Operation Raccoon City that we oh, played? Sorry, in Operation the show? Raccoon City. Okay, I was oh, going to say like no, that's not canon. canon. <laughs> yeah, that's a different timeline. I wanted to say before I was so rudely interrupted by future guest Riley because she listens to this uh, podcast. <laughs> I call her out. I love when you defeat um, Nemesis of the Clock Tower and he like runs away through the fire and it just looks so like bitchy. <laughs> he's like like holding his arm and he just like starts like lurching away he's like oh she hurt me mom (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she's being mean to me (laughs) wesker meanwhile jell's just milking it for all it's worth Uh, 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 sexy carlos to some save me i'm carlos But I'm he flaccid, chill, chill. I love how he just, like, he tries to sacrifice himself so many fucking times throughout this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's the gas times, station. Like, I'll take care of this. The fucking gas station. What was that? What was his plan? I, I, I need to bring this up because you go into the gas station and, first of all, gotta say the gas station. I love the, the car, like, maze you have to go through of all the crashed cars that are just piled around it. Yeah, one of them is even a DeLorean, I believe. Yeah, it's so <laughs> great. There's a like bright red car right by the uh, the front, and it, there's the camera view of you heading in, and it just gives you like that bright red bottom of the screen. It's like it's just oh, it's like art. It's a beautiful screen. I agree. But then like uh, yeah, Carlos shows up, and he a bunch of zombies start coming, and Carlos is like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of them." And so you're going to do your own shit, and he's outside fighting the zombies. And when you come back outside. He is like laying against the wall, unconscious looking, and all the zombies are dead. And you're like, Carlos, are you okay? And he's like, uh, uh, sorry, I was just napping. I'm fine. Like, what the fuck was he doing? <laughs> Joel just like, stops outside, kicks up. I was like, I've seen better, uh, uh, more subtle acting in telenovelas. Get the fuck up. I don't know what his plan was. Like, I, but God, part of me hopes they change everything about Carlos for the remake. Another part of me hopes they like find a way to explain his bizarre behavior. <laughs> Why are you pretending uh, to be dead? You're fine. Nothing has even touched you. I think he he he'll be a bit more grounded this time around. But Jill, they definitely ramped up Jill hating him. You know, he's like, she's like, oh great, this alleyway's on fire. Well, I'm sure a tall drink of water like you can put it out. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. I. I really like that that dynamic in a game of them just like absolutely hating each other. I hope at the end they don't even do like a weird tease romance thing. They're just like, yep, we hate each other and we got out of the city together and well, now we're free. So he hates. It's not even that he hates her. It's just that she's very obviously like, no, you're as far as I know, you're fucking corporate scum and yeah. your company caused all this. It's a nice little dynamic of like, I hate Umbrella, you work for Umbrella, and he's like. I might hate Umbrella too. I don't know. I used to like I'm Umbrella, naive. but they might have lied to me. <laughs> and I hope they. I hope that the remake ends similar to this one, where they just kind of like, all right, like see ya. <laughs> they seem like they're trying to take them a little bit more seriously. Where like yeah. these mercenaries are more like lethal weapon types. <laughs> like oh, yeah. these are straight out of um. These are straight out of, like Predator, and not the first good Predator movie. Like. <laughs> they're like predator predator two, two. Guys. yeah <laughs> predator two yeah. Uh, predator is bad guy where it's like okay like how many how many like autistic jokes can we make in a movie in 2017 or 2018 <laughs> like that level of like just dumb like i mean it works for resident evil because it's cheesy but it's like yeah they're they're really shitty mercenaries mm-hmm. yeah they get massacred pretty quickly yeah. i mean it doesn't help that nikolai is killing everybody too like that's you true find out 
Because I watched it after the clock tower, like when you go to the hospital and you're playing as Carlos. When because the whole thing is him trying. I did like that part where they switch. You get Carlos for a little bit, and he's trying to get the vaccine for Jill. That was kind of cool. And I mean, lucky enough, there happened to be a hospital that was working on the vaccine not that far away from where she got injured. But hey, video games. <laughs> and it was cool. Like, oh, sorry. running down the street, you run into Nikolai. You see him kill a supervisor. Like, oh, I I killed that guy. And and this time he's not even hiding it. Like last time, he's like, oh, this guy got bit. I I put him out of misery. Like this guy wasn't even bit. Nothing. He's like, oh, I uh, I I shot him. <laughs> you yeah. didn't see nothing here. Because he's he's going around also trying to accomplish things that don't tie Umbrella to what's going on as much. He's trying to destroy the hospital and stuff. And like you find notes around the city eventually saying that Umbrella was trying to stop the U.S. government from nuking the place, but they couldn't. So eventually they send in all these notes saying, you guys got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and if you get that's your new if you live, yeah. that's cool. That's mm-hmm. I always love that in games and movies, that trope of like it's not even really a trope, it's just that that kind of story of somebody's going in and he keeps run like he keeps running into other UPC members and he's just like, What are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, like Nikolai's a traitor and well, we're really just here to like clean up. It's like, <laughs> Oh, are we the bad guys? Like, yeah, Carlos, <laughs> you're getting it. Well, it would yeah. have been, like it would have worked more if if it wasn't Umbrella, I think, because, but I don't know, it's hard to say. Because you have that first guttural reaction of, like, you see these guys working for Umbrella, and as the player, you're like, these are the bad guys. And then it kind of pulls, you know, it kind of, like, twists that, and it's like, oh, no, we need to work together. You're not actually the bad guys. You're just, you're here for a job, and I'm here to get out, and we all need to get out, so let's work together. It's like, that's a nice uh-huh. little twist. But okay, then Ricky Martin's rolling, naive, you know, I need to get out. Let's work yeah. together. yeah. But then later on, it's like Carlos is like, is Umbrella bad? And it's like, that's not a good twist because we already know Umbrella's bad. Uh, I feel like he pretty much gets it by the clock tower, even a little bit beforehand, you know, when they first fire the trolley up and Joe's like, yeah, Nikolai might be dead. And they're like, he's like, eh, OK, cool, fine. Yeah, but he's <laughs> like, really... it's not like he's Umbrella. It's not like he's saying Umbrella's bad. He's just like, we need to get out of here. Our mission's a bust. He's he's pretty much yeah. like hands off on the whole thing because even from the get go when Jill calls him on his shit, he's like umbrella calls all. He's like, hey, hey, hey! I just know we're supposed to come in here and help people. That's yeah. what I was told. <laughs> it's just my paycheck, and it's not until this part of the game where like you run into the other UPCS member, um, Patrick, who's like, he's like, oh, Nikolai's a traitor, and it's like then he starts to care. It's like ah, we knew they were bad though. Like you can't have that reveal be as effective if we already know umbrella's bad going into this yeah if they yeah. all like had to test themselves for the virus nikolai would definitely test positive for evil yeah <laughs> it would have been better to have it set up as like i don't know like and i don't know if they're gonna do this in the remake maybe if carlos was like arguing with jill like no like umbrella does good things like see we're doing this like we're like we're here to help people and like they show them actually like helping people and like trying to get them out and then it's revealed that they're bad or if they work for some other organization and then it's revealed they're bad it's just it's not as effective when it's like like oh like you mean nikolai the weird eastern european guy working with umbrella he's the bad guy it's like duh like come on Come on, Carlos, you're having a real Chris Chris Redfield moment here. Like, <laughs> I mean, he worked for the company, so he didn't see it coming. I mean, I'll buy it. The, no, he no, the problem aware. is, like, it's fun. It's a great story when that happens. The problem is just from the outside perspective of the player, 
you already know it. Well, yeah, but we're also playing Resident Evil. Everybody's bad. It's like in any movie when, it's like in any movie where somebody is like, you mean the Russian guy with the scar on his face was the bad guy the whole time? And anybody in the audience is like, yeah, we knew that. We've seen movies before. Like, well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just kind of part of the game's like low-key message about, you know, the evil of corporations and corporate thinking yeah. in general. And it's more it's more of a standing board for Jill to be like, listen, asshole, corporations suck. Yeah. Do you get what I'm telling you? <laughs> yes. I'll reserve judgment until like Resident Evil 3 comes out and I can play it. And I, I'll give this game credit for like, eh, it's not like i don't love that part of the game but you know it's 99 and it's resident evil it's allowed to be cheesy and kind of dumb at times like, I'll I, that. I find it funny that because of umbrella and what they do as a corporation most people in this the resident evil world would probably be medicare for all <laughs> yeah well if <laughs> he wouldn't want any corporation meddling it, no, it would be, uh, no, because then if it was in this universe, like Umbrella would own the government. So they'd be like, Umbrella for all. Yeah. <laughs> like the Umbrella private insurance that's just cheaper and like owns everybody. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, that's what you need in these games, though, to do a story like this. You need, like, because everybody in Raccoon City works for Umbrella, you need people going, like, those are our jobs, though. Like, Umbrella does good things for us. Like, oh, like I don't work in the bioterrorism unit. I'm a doctor in a hospital that's run like that's funded by Umbrella. Yeah, I get well, it's, yeah, it, it's 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 touched on in some of the files. I can't remember if it's Chris's diary or Jill's diary that you can unlock by like getting all the files in the proper order. But uh, oh, yeah. she mentioned, you know, there's mentions like, yeah, nobody wants to talk because Umbrella pays all their paychecks. Like, yeah. no, and nobody will believe me because again, Umbrella pays all their paychecks. It can't possibly be the bad guys. I'm desperately trying to tell them they are. Like, there's a there's a di- from. Resident Evil, where Umbrella made the first aid spray, which is like a miracle spray, which we, we talked about in our Resident Evil 1 episode about how, like, realistically, crop dusters should just fly over cities spraying it constantly. Like, it just heals everything. <laughs> and I feel like it would be a cool... It'd be a cool story dynamic to throw in there, somebody being like, hey, like, I know I'm, like Umbrella does this bad stuff, but this first aid spray is really great and has saved a lot of lives. Like, they're bad, but they also do good things. Like if you want to do that kind of story, then throw in that kind of throw in that kind of like evidence to support that well, they have done yeah, good things and, too. They, and then re- rename the company Neo Umbrella or something. Yeah, yeah, or like Tricell <laughs> they, or yeah. Let me just they, pull they a ta- list of all of Umbrella's affiliates real quick. Uh, they 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 tackle it quite a bit, especially later on in the series and stuff, where it goes all the way up to being like, oh yeah, by the way, the U.S. government was also complicit in Umbrella's yeah. research and stuff, all the way back to the Raccoon City days. Yeah, yeah. it's that's not brought up for a like, while though. It's a lot of like everybody who works with Umbrella is bad, and I I just it, it might be just me personally, but I would like to see a part of that story where it's like some people who work for Umbrella are good or like they're just trying to like help like not um, you know forgiving Umbrella but I would like to see help. I'd like to I, see some good luck there. I, I had a quick question real quick Jesse uh cuz I can't remember specifically what it was but isn't isn't there in the game like little photographs you can find of like 90s sitcom shows or something? <laughs> what? <laughs> I could have swore this right is now. a thing. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. I- I don't remember Jill stopping and being like, oh, Full House, I fucking hate that show. Well, it's like one of them's like a Nickelodeon show that's like something Mac. It's like a girl that wears a baseball cap. Alex Mac. 
Alex Mack, yeah. I don't remember that at all. I'm Googling it. <laughs> so, speaking Alex. of the hospital, I'm going to take over. Mack. Oh, you get, damn it. <coughs> okay. When you yeah, get to the hospital. A, cool sorry. Easter egg. There's I'll a YouTube video. Yeah, Alex Mack in Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Cool Easter egg. <laughs> Why? Uh, That's such a weird... Why? I don't know. <laughs> For the 13-year-olds that should, technically shouldn't be playing the game who are playing in the Stephen. game <laughs> the He's secret world of alex mack like ended a year before this game came out though <laughs> like i just did it I, yeah i had to point this out it's just so bizarre there's like four other shows too i just don't remember what they were uh mm. i'll keep looking it up <laughs> well while you're looking that up how convenient is it that that hospital had the vaccine like i kind of have expected carlos to come back with that and jill's be like you idiot that's just kool-aid <laughs> i mean that also where they first introduced the hunters in this game which are look like regular hunters but look like infected and you know, stuff uh, growing on them like they're all weird yeah. looking they're hunter betas uh they're they're a new evolution of hunter and then later on in the park possibly we can run into the park uh no actually the basement of the hospital hunter gammas the frog-like ones with the big mouths yeah that's right sorry i was <laughs> looking i'm trying to look gonna up be like thing. useless for a second <laughs> yeah okay wait it says it oh god the text is all blurry it's called a house of our own which came out in 1990 something yeah the the text is too blurry i can't read it but it's got like Four different sitcom posters. Oh, uh, Back to the Future 3. All of our own was um, a movie with uh, uh, Kathy Bates in it. I think that's the only thing worth notable about it. Oh, then maybe it's a movie. Yeah, but there's like five different posters in the stars room, I think it is, where the welcome sign is. Or no, <laughs> stars room. In the West Office, you mean? Where the, the welcome... West Office, yeah. I know there's a bunch of Burger Kong posters around the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's dino crisis and resident evil 4 posters as yeah. well yeah there's I a love, biohazard 4 poster at the theater it's advertising biohazard 4 and i'm just <laughs> like Haha, trust me kids you it's it's gonna be a wait <laughs> yeah it's a while okay oh, uh, well, i was saying it's like, a gas station sorry the hospital the hospital was like i, I really like that part with the with all the hunters and everything and then wherever you find like you find nikolai who ends up blowing up the damn the damn place. I mean, this is mm. this way the game saying, no, you're not going back there. So they blow up the freaking hospital after Which, you get the vaccine. I guess it fits. It's a scene that's like, um, I, I, when I saw that scene, I was like, wait, was that inspiration for the whole blowing up like the hospital and cafeteria in Resident Evil 2? Because that, that wasn't in that game. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, let's not pick at that Ouroboros of uh, nastiness. Yeah. <laughs> No, and then I'll I do, do the like first it, movie, but all the other ones are just a nightmare <laughs> to dig into. And I do like it how after you get done with Carlos, they, you know, after you get the vaccine, you run back to the clock tower. And I was worried because I knew there was a timer somehow involved, but there's no timer until you get into the room and the nemesis shows up. And you, if you like, I, I almost failed on this. I started fighting him, then I backed up and I'm shooting at him. He's like, "Yeah, fuck you, Carlos." He just went in the door and went to go kill Jill, and I'm like, "Oh shit." Reloaded my save state, and then I just stayed right next to him and keep <laughs> fighting him. Otherwise, he'll just leave you alone. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. I didn't know that could happen. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's a race against time. Uh, basically, you can, as Carlos at that point, you can try to knock Nemesis out, which will make it easier for Jill when she wakes up because then she only needs uh -huh. to knock him out once. That's what uh, I did. I, 
I killed him just because I didn't need any of that ammo of Carl's tag because I knew it wasn't coming with me because the guy didn't tell me it was. So I just like, fuck this. I'm just going to use all the ammo on him. I don't give a shit. But because it, it makes, like Jesse was saying, it makes it a lot easier when you go back to Jill because Jill's got to fight him all over again. Because, yeah. yeah. I guess but I just he, have to be a less efficient player from now on. Thanks, Capcom. <laughs> 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 yeah. There'll be a cutscene where he'll he'll race towards the door and he'll smash it open and then it cuts to white and he'll just be like, You died. <laughs> hey, you died. I didn't see that, but I, I was coming. <laughs> I wasn't paying no I was I gave him too much of a leeway to run. I like um, <laughs> after that you go through like the raccoon park. And park is cool. The park oh, is really gorgeous. Cool. I love that park. It's just creepy as fuck too. Like they did a good job. <laughs> yeah. We running across a bridge, and as we mentioned earlier, the gamma hunters jump out of the water and come after mm. you. And you have a lot of hunters in the park. And and there's a part where I think you can either have zombies or hunters or something. Like there's a more random element in this part as well. I think it switches from it starts with hunters and then later switches to zombies after you've been through certain areas. Yeah. I think it's it's hunters first, then you do the whole cutscene thing with Nikolai, where you find out that the town's going to be nuked. Oh yeah, and then it switches to shed. zombies on your way out of the park. I, I, I ended up, and then you fight the worst fucking boss this entire game. That <laughs> fucking worm shows up, and I <laughs> I didn't bring any healing items. I wasn't prepared. I had my magnum. But I got my ass handed to me this fight like three or four times. I had to reload this fight because I just kept fucking up. And I and the guy said, "Okay, if you shoot this light pose, you can electrocute." I'm like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go do it." I for the life of me could not get it to work. Okay, Mike, do you do you want me to tell you how it works? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so this fight kind of sucks, but um, essentially you're supposed to run back and forth and dodge the worm, shoot it to get it to go back in the ground when you need to. And after a certain amount of time passes, there'll be a cutscene where the ground shakes and the light posts get more crooked. Mm. Then you can shoot them and make them fall into the water. You only need to get one in there if you really can't, if you really don't have the time. But if you can get both in there, you just got to wait for the worm to pass by and it gets electrocuted to death. Oh. <laughs> okay. I didn't but wait it's a long. time I never sensitive cutscene. Yeah, it's a time-sensitive thing. You have to basically stay alive long enough for that to happen or just do enough damage to the worm to kill it. Mm. Okay. And Magnum is not that useful. Like You're supposed to have the grenade launcher, but I skipped it by accident. Mm. And God, I regret it. They keep giving you grenade rounds all the time in this game. They'll give you grenade rounds, <laughs> acid rounds, freeze rounds. I didn't make any, but I had a ton. And I'm like, fucking shit, because I couldn't use any of them. <laughs> and I really I regretted it in that to... worm fight. <laughs> I can't wait to see that worm fight in beautiful 2020 HD. And also, one thing I do want to mention is you can fight the you fight the worm earlier in the game where you can. It's optional where you fall into a hole somewhere in the city, and if you fight him there, his health is less when you fight him in the park. I just skipped yeah, him because I didn't yeah. know that or care. That, I, I, I never defeated that. him. I just I just uh, dropped the ladder and got the fuck out of there. <laughs> I was I was confused by that the other day because Mike's like, "Can't you just climb the ladder?" I'm like, "No, you have to like kill the worm." But I mixed the two situations up. Oh, that was mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mike. No, I mean, okay, I, was, I watched the speed run, so that's why I knew about the ladders. So I'm like, "What the fuck, Stefan, talking about?" And I just left. Yeah, but, I forgot you have to fight him twice. That was that was the thing. It's okay. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, God, it's just—it's so impressive how uh, how just how much of this game is fucking intertwined. I like Resident Evil before this did that too. Like, I mean, there was the um, 
in Resident Evil 1, just like rescuing... God, I can't think of the fucking guy's name. Richard Akins? Richard something? Yeah. Is yep. it Richard, Richard Akins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rich, yeah, just like no finding idea. him, you, like, you don't have to fight like the snake boss like the first time. You can just hope you can just skip that fight entirely. Like other games have done that, but just it feels like so much of this game is like it's it feels like so much of this game is planned out so well of like, oh, you can fight this boss early and then they'll have less health, or you can do this early. If you do this in a different way, then like Nemesis won't find you here. It's it, you yeah. could yeah. you could fill out an entire giant ass uh, whiteboard or blackboard with just all the webs and branches you can take in this game. And a lot of it's just like <laughs> little tricks in game design, little tiny like if thens of like, oh, like if you did this section, then like we'll reduce the boss the boss health by like twenty five percent. It's just tiny okay. things like that that make it feel so much bigger. It's like and you uh, know what. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's like Charlie and uh, Always Sunny. Always Sunny. With oh, with the yarn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen. Karen. I don't. I don't think people get the joke of that where he says Pepe Silvia keeps sending mail. Oh yeah. Because well, Charlie can't read, so he's saying pen, he's saying Pennsylvania. What's funny <laughs> it's about coming that? from Pennsylvania? What's funny about that, about that is that they've interviewed the writers like and Rob McElhenney and Charlie Day like a million times, and they that that has come up in a bunch of interviews with them, and they're like, we can't take credit for that. That's just a happy accident. Like, yeah, we did not. We just thought Pepe Silvia was a funny name. Yeah, <laughs> totally <laughs> accidental, but it's like it's hilarious, and like Karen in HR really is care of HR. Yeah, Karen HR. It's so yeah. great. Karen, Karen, Karen's not there. Pepe's not there. No one works in HR. <laughs> God, I'm gonna have to watch all. So after you watch all the of part, Sunday because you said that when you fight that terrible worm fight, and that's when you end up like you get caught the dead. Well, there, okay. There's a bridge you get to, which I guess plays a huge part in the in, in the last section of this game. Nemesis, of course, runs up on you again. And you get to either choose either shove him off the bridge or jump off the bridge. And I had actually messaged Stefan because he had told me push him off but I, earlier, but then I wasn't at the bridge yet. And I'm like, okay, so I remember I got to push him off. So I went and t- called him and double checked. Because if you don't push him off and you jump off the bridge, you end up having an extra boss fight later on that I saw a speeder on him and wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You have to find a... Fucking Nikolai in a helicopter. Yeah, he's in a high. Well, you don't... That's see, that's still an optional fight though. You could Jill can negotiate her way out of that situation. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, mean there's two options. She could, but I, I didn't see that happening with Mike, you know. <laughs> I well, I could have, but I didn't want nothing to do with it. So I was yeah. not upset when I was just scared yeah. it and went on. Just but pass is, the whole thing that, together. Yeah. But the factory school, is this supposed to be a different this is a different factory than the one that Leon was in, correct? Because that was underground. This is something completely yes. different. Mm-hmm. No, this is vastly different. This is a whole the other side of town, far away from the laboratory and yeah. Yeah. But it uh would be, it would be a bit ridiculous, but again, like rat like uh Raccoon City is just it's just umbrellas play like I can't get the sentence out. I'm really struggling with this. Um, yeah, umbrellas. Oh, God damn it. Ra- I'd say cut this out, but me saying that means it's all staying in. <laughs> Raccoon City is you know me. Umbrellas well. Playground. 
So like basically there's a billion factories in this tiny little town of like say that you know, five times fast dude <laughs> uh which one <laughs> raccoon <laughs> city is umbrellas playground raccoon city is umbrellas play god dad, i couldn't even say it once <laughs> <laughs> raccoon city is umbrellas playground so yeah they've just got factories and like labs all over and that makes yeah. sense in the context of the game so it's not like it's not ridiculous it's like oh yeah like this is just another one of umbrellas weird areas and when you consider yeah. that it makes sense that there's like you know, upwards of hundreds of umbrella security guys in town all trying to collate data and get the fuck out. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah, Yeah. they had hidden facilities everywhere. But the reason that bridge decision is so important is because um, essentially what happens is if you go, if you push Nemesis off and go to the main entrance, you get confronted with Nikolai directly in the hallway and Nemesis ends up brutally tearing him to shreds. Whereas (laughs) if you... If you jump off the bridge, though, uh, and you you have to start in the sewer part of the facility and work your way up, and essentially what will happen is Nikolai will steal your rescue helicopter. Yes. And personally, I gun him down. I, I use the rocket launcher you can find in the game, and I'm like, fuck you, bam, out of the sky. And it's like, <laughs> oh, shit, that was our rescue vehicle. And then you get a, a mysterious message from another pilot who we find oh, out oh. is Barry Burton from the yeah. first game. Back oh, yeah, I, I saw something that showed him and I was really confused. Yeah, he yeah. only co- he only comes if you if you jump off the bridge and that's the canonical ending because he has to come back and repay his debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he his daughter gets kidnapped there. Oh, yeah, because he's not, yeah, he doesn't show up again until Revelations 2, like, what, 20, 15 years later, or more than that. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's explained that after this, he, um, hit, well, Jill starts working with the BSAA, and Barry's, he's like, a consultant, he's a consultant, he's much. like, I'm done, I'm retiring, so it's, I like the implication that he's working with the BSAA, but really, he's just, like, their armorer <laughs> he's like I, I know what i I know guns like that's what i can do <laughs> i know what they do to these things Hire me. i'll build these fancy guns it, for you <laughs> it makes sense i think he was like 50 in the first one or 45 yeah, he, was, he was the oldest member <laughs> well i mean chris and jill have like barely aged since resident evil one so who knows how much time has really passed like it Chris just got thicker jill just got blonder <laughs> yeah, yeah she did get weirdly blonde <laughs> and it seemed to be not of her own volition. <laughs> so. No, no, side effect of being pickled in a test tube. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I have an important question for you guys. So there's, there's one final live decision in the game. Uh, it's, it's during the boss fight. Did you evacuate or did you exterminate the monster? <laughs> <laughs> I exterminated him. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> It's the only way to go, right? I mean, I do love that. Where I mean, you actually have a choice because one thing you do have a timer that's ticking down, showing you that the missile is coming. So depending on how much you fuck around with the Nemesis fight, which we had briefly mentioned before, where Nemesis, after you fight him in this like acid room, he gets dropped down into a acid, and <laughs> your classic yeah. pit of acid that you know every factory in in the country yeah. has. Yeah, because they're and, they're disposing bodies there. That's the whole yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, like, you gotta have an acid pit. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, the well, Joker fell into an acid pit. Nemesis fell into an acid pit. You gotta have an acid not, pit. It's not like they could have a foundry underground Terminator Two style like RE Two had. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's um, gonna have a factory. All I'm saying is, like, you're gonna open a factory. You, like OSHA regulation, you got to have an open acid pit in the middle of the factory. That's I, that's just federal yeah. regulation. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, they're, they're quite, 
the fight was fun. Like I, I didn't. I like that after you beat Nemesis mm. that time. The last fight is you just running around pushing batteries in to activate a massive rail cannon, where all you have to do is just herd him in this way to get him, get him shot. Like it was cool. Yeah, there's there's one thing I want to mention though because Nemesis falls to pieces basically after all the damage he's taken through the game, and <clears throat> Jesse had to remind me of this, which I don't really. At first, I didn't really like this as a piece of lore, but Nemesis's carcass falls down on a tyrant, and apparently he absorbs it. He starts like he eating starts it eating it. Yeah, he yeah. starts eating it, which is crazy. Which is how he regenerates limbs and turns into the tentacle monster he becomes at the final stage of the game. Yeah, yeah. his final form. It's a big Just is like enough fucking tentacles, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but another thing we should mention before we wrap up, before we wrap this part up, is we didn't mention the greatest puzzle of all—the water puzzle. Oh God! Somebody that explain made... to me how this makes sense. <laughs> it, I just followed what you said. Uh, match me, up the spaces. It's really like annoying, it, it, If you match up the spaces, it'll give you a good thing. It'll cut your time in half. It's what I do for my speed runs. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know why you need to get a water sample, though. It doesn't make any sense. Because it's a water treatment facility. But yeah. why would you have something that's sitting there to make it fake that there's clean water when there clearly isn't? Because, uh, because they're umbrella, because they're a secret yeah. corporation that puts their name all over everything, even though well, hey. everything you're supposed to be doing is top secret. <laughs> I had my favorite scene after you get out of that water puzzle and you walk in one of the hallways is full of zombies and I knew how close I was. I just grabbed my assault rifle, grabbed a bunch of the extra clips I've been hoarding and just went to town and all the naked zombies that came running out of the sewer, out of the water. It was great. I was so happy just gunning down everybody while the missile was coming later on. Oh, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. That was my best moment in that game. But by the way, I like we to were point saying, out, uh, you don't actually. I mean, you shoot the you shoot Nemesis like in in a fucking like steam blast, which is we've seen before. We'll just take a zombie's head off. But he's just like like Nemesis's last scene in this ending is like he's just dead on the ground. I was saying you don't actually see him like get completely disintegrated in my Resident Evil Eight game with Lisa Trevor. Oh, Nemesis could God. only be left That's... over. <laughs> he'll be least throw it out friends. there <laughs> write the fan fiction Stu. i feel like you you're the man for the job <laughs> i have a book somewhere about like how to write video games based on uh like based on like the structuring i did i did it once before in college i might i might do it again for re8 and be like this is my pitch because i had another good idea of like what if a late. bunch of uh what if a bunch of though. people were stuck well yeah resident evil we'll call it like we'll just call it resident evil 14 like i'm sure they have the next the next you know I can't do math all of a sudden. The next six games planned already. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they keep scrapping eight and restarting from the ground up, which honestly, if any of what I heard that was leaked was true, they really needed to because it sounded fucking awful. Well, Resident fucking Evil call me, Witches. Capcom. I've got your idea right here. You need to revamp the series. I got you. Make it a romantic comedy, you know? Yeah. No, we're going to yeah. we're gonna set it in, in Raccoon City and the remains of Raccoon City, and we're going to do that because a new game will rise from the ashes of the original series. That's what we're going to do. And it'll end, by the way. My RE8 game is going to end in the remains of the Arclight Mansion. You're going to leave the city and go up the hill. And you gotta, we got to find the original lab. <laughs> he's a snarling tentacle monster with a big smile. She's a hideous freak with mommy issues. Mother. Coming this summer. Resident she Evil 8. Mean to me. Chris was mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> to a GameStop near you. 
okay here's the idea though you're in raccoon city at some point you're like you're going through the tunnels you find these old fucking old umbrella researchers that were like stuck underground and the nukes went off and they've just been underground since so they've had no contact with the outside world great concept right (laughs) starring william defoe as albert wesker (laughs) don't even i will that's a fucking great idea (laughs) oh my god you go through these tunnels and you gotta like fight through all these zombies and like old POWs are like all decaying and shit and like mutating and you come out of the tunnel and you realize you're in the fucking wreckage of the Arclay mansion. <laughs> it's a great uh, you, so, you, Did I ever tell you about Resident Evil Dash? Yeah, the, there was a whole thing where they just go back to the ruins of the mansion and then Capcom was like, eh, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, they need to do it though. <laughs> so speaking of uh, what he was talking about earlier before I kind of finished up some of the stuff. <laughs> speaking of what Jill, Stuart was rambling about. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to skip that. When I almost muted you, actually, I was about to. <laughs> I did not do it. I can. Uh, but there's a part where Jill does, like, you you have a choice, either stall time, or not, not stall time, waste time, or keep going. And I, like we uh, we said earlier, we all just go, You Jill rolls over, grabs a random magnum that happens to be laying there that wasn't there before. Screw it, she already had a, a magnum yeah. in her inventory, but the hey, rarest got weapon it. in the uh, entire game, and there's one just laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah, well, not for me. I had two magnums in this game, but no grenade <laughs> launcher. But and then she grabs a magnum and then she shoots them. And she's like, "You want stars? I'll give you stars." And shoots them, yeah. shoots them a bunch of the magnums. She unloads the magazine yeah. into them. It's great. Cool ass scene. Yeah, and all, then you all six bullets. It's yeah, so cathartic. You run down a hall. A, up a ladder. A Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it was cool. Like I I enjoyed the ending where Carlos has a hel- you know has wait in the helicopter. You get in the helicopter and then you leave the city as it's getting destroyed. Like that was cool. That's- wow, Carlos! I didn't know you could fly a helicopter. Actually, I can't. Fuck! <laughs> I that ending to me is so cool too. The like the nuke going off. I know it's like I was so impressed by that as a kid. I, I don't know. Because it doesn't, it doesn't look great, but like when you're a kid and you see like the buildings collapsing, it's like the Dragon Ball style. Sorry, I made a Dragon Ball reference. It's like the Dragon Ball style like sorry. explosions. Don't lie to me. Disintegrate. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, I know you're not. It's like just... Terminator. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I'll agree with you, Stu. I think that across the board, all the animation actually looks pretty rad still today. Yeah, it like, holds it has up. A... Yeah, exactly. Not there's some stuff that's like a little like it's like it shows its age but everything can be forgiven the stuff that's like kind of bad it's like okay i can forgive this for being the nice game there's nothing that's like over the top bad where it's like okay this just ruins it no, yeah the, it's super memorable <laughs> the cuts the cut scenes were i thought well very well done for this one probably the best they looked not to knock twos considering they had to do everything last minute when they changed everything but yeah. uh I, it's it's funny with that explosion because Capcom had to actually retcon what type of bomb decimated the city. Originally, they styled it like a nuke, but then they realized, oh, wait, if we used a nuke, the EMP would have made that helicopter crash and killed our star. Oh, so yeah. Our star. Yeah. So for, out- for outbreak, they changed it to three hydrogen bombs, and then they upped it to like five or six, or just like multiple bombs throughout the city and filed ten. <laughs> We gotta up this, guys. We got a chance here. Well, I think somebody. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I was about to make a really bad joke, but I'm gonna avoid that. Uh, I think somebody yeah. came to them and said, "Like, hey, this isn't how like nukes work. It doesn't like this is a whole city. It wouldn't decimate a whole city. Like, yeah, 
a nuke would be like maybe like 20 square miles just a regular nuke like it well, wouldn't take I mean, out no it, the entire... it, 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 it it might i mean it does uh it, it did do the trick with uh hiroshima and nagasaki that was like, the joke the i was is... trying to avoid making <laughs> but no that's actually those weren't um i mean they were bad don't get me wrong i'm not gonna say they weren't bad because they were fucking bad but they weren't like this i don't know it's hard to tell because i don't know what the scale of raccoon city is really but when you're pulling out it looks really big and the nuke is like a firebomb of the entire city mm-hmm. it's like yeah i understand how they had to keep adding that adding more and more bombs because they were like hey like this is more than what a nuke can do you know well, what you could this... do for your resident evil 8 uh fanfics do is you could say <laughs> that the zombies that didn't get hit by the impact like the radiation from it oh. mutated them, oh. and then, now they're these new yeah. zombies yeah well i mean yeah canonically the city is pretty much it's they never rebuilt raccoon city it's fenced off and umbrella has like laboratories on towers on top of it surveying active zombies seeing if anything <laughs> survived but like umbrella pretty much to go back in because they're trying to get samples because the, the zombies are mutating in strange ways from the radiation it <laughs> itself oh god <laughs> i knew this was gonna be a long episode mike so, like please you... get me out of here please okay uh, oh, oh, i was eating jerky at one point i was drinking uh some kind of juice i've been just sitting here i'm playing mario kart i'm like do 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 let me run this by you quick idea all right you go into raccoon <sighs> and and lisa trevor is there but she is mutated into a gigantic like gigantic life form and it's a kaiju game <laughs> I'd say play RE6. <laughs> well, you Dark know, RE6 is like better. You know, more of a right. horror game, not like oh, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be like there's a giant kaiju. Quick, get all the grenade launchers. It'd be there's a kaiju. Shit, we have to hide. One of uh, <laughs> Hunk's team members is named Nani. <laughs> <laughs> Nani. We really need Nani? to play what? RE6 on this show. We'll get there. We're, uh, we talked in our first episode that we never released because it wasn't a real episode. We were just shooting the shit, us four, <laughs> or the original four. We were talking about Resident Evil 6, that first episode, that first thing that never got recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I thought of it. And I was like, yeah, it's been, and well, I mean, DJ's missing. You know, it's been this long. Like, yeah, maybe one day we should cover that game. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm trying. We'll get Quick through question. all the Resident Evils. We'll probably get yes. through all the Resident Evils before we'll get through Silent Hills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Less, but if we ever get through all silent hills, we will. Hey, I'm gonna say right now, two and three is worth it, but anyway, quick question. So, uh, I want us to play homecoming. Okay, so, so, uh, did anybody play uh, mercenaries in their playthroughs? Oh, thank god, I was forgot. I, yeah, I, was I gonna forgot about to that too. I yeah. did not. I'm glad you meant, I'm glad you brought this up. I didn't, so feel free to say whatever you want to say. I'll, I'll go back to Mario Kart. <laughs> uh f- fun fact mercenaries actually has its own story it's not a canonical story but it does um <laughs> it's uh so essentially the setup for mercenaries in this game is there's like a private pay-per-view channel that only the richest people like around the world can watch and essentially they strapped a bomb into three different soldiers which in this case it's carlos mikhail and nikolai and they have to get from the trolley all the way to the warehouse at the beginning of the game and they get more money and time on their bomb uh for every enemy they kill and for every civilian they save and at one point i think don't two nemesis show up 
Yes, in the yeah. playground's uh, Y hallway, uh, there'll be two of them, one with the rocket launcher and one without, I believe. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I remember seeing Mercenaries when I was a kid. My friend had introduced me to Resident Evil series, had this game, he showed me Mercenaries, but I never I never played it, and at this point, when I beat the game, I was like, fuck it, I'm done. Time to move I on. Mean, it's, it's, um, it, you, it's, like, it's almost like a cheat code in a way, because if you get enough money in Mercenaries, you can basically buy an infinite rocket launcher and use it in the main game. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you play Mercenaries <laughs> before you beat the game? No. no. Oh, okay. that, 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 unless it's the PC version, because I think you get access no matter what on that one. Mm. Uh, um, did that it make sense if it came out yeah. later? <laughs> One, one more yes. thing before we do the questions. Did anyone sure. go through the uh, epilogue files? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have all eight unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Because the epilogue files for those, I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't hear about with this game, really, because it's not. I don't think any other game did that in this series. I can't think of any other. It, it's, it it's this way. Part of, yeah. It's part of what they tried to do to add replayability because the game is honestly fairly short. Like it's a lot of, you know, scraps from other games and oh, yeah. stuff cobbled together in like three hours. And if you that really... was five hours for me, mm -hmm. but it's not long. It's just Stephen, what's your fastest time? <laughs> uh, I think I showed Mike my fastest time on this one was like two hours. Okay. Yeah, it was two hours what you showed me, what you sent me when you beat it. Yeah, that that's that was like I think that has to be my fastest time because I had actually beaten the game like a week ago and then I replayed it again. So yeah, well, speed runs about an hour for all bosses. <laughs> when I was watching before I played this, I like yeah, the all that. bosses category. I like the point fights seven. every nemesis fight. Yeah, I bet the remake will be like there'll be an achievement for beating it in a single hour. Guarantee you. Oh I God, I that. fucking hope not. Two I hours, guarantee you it'll be say. there. Um, I hate I hate speedrunning. <laughs> but I wanted to bring up the epilogue files. Did you because... just say you speedrun this game before we started at I, some point during I this do, podcast? I do speedrun it because I you know I know it like the back of my hand, but that's because, okay. oh, cool, I beat it in under two hours. <laughs> Whereas, like, when a game's like, no, you have to beat it to get this cool shit. I'm like, I don't want to. I just want to enjoy the game. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, but I I agree with you, Stu. Okay, so like, if anyone who doesn't know what the epilogue files are, it's basically a screen that shows all the characters from the whole series so far and what they're doing after they escape Raccoon City. So Barry yeah. is with his family. Uh, Claire's is a <laughs> really weird one. Yeah, she's it's it's Claire leaving Leon and Sherry behind to go look for Chris. It's yeah. so bizarre the that's, way it's done. Leon getting accurate. blackmailed by the government uh, wanna... into being a U.S. agent. <laughs> so Chris's is him saying like, "Please forgive me, Claire," and it's about him leaving to go hunt down Umbrella. Shields mm. is about her leaving to hunt down Chris. Claire is about her leaving Sherry and Leon to go hunt down Chris. Why aren't people working together to hunt down Chris? Yeah, Barry's is him leaving his family so he can go yes. hunt down a Magnum. Man. <laughs> art. And these are all, by the way, these are all like concept art. They aren't like in-game screens. They're actually very well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. But Barry's. There's actually a ton of them that we didn't even get to see on that one, too. But I'll get to that in a second. Barry's. <laughs> Barry's is him hugging his youngest daughter. And I think his older daughter, uh, Moira, I want to say her name, is it's in the background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His wife looks just like fucking Claire Redfield. It's like disturbing how much his wife looks like Claire Redfield. She does. <laughs> yeah. lazy. She looks I mean, just like Claire Redfield. And his daughter looks kind of like Rebecca Chambers. And it's like, you and Rebecca. 
What the fuck? Rebecca really She looks like Rebecca Chambers. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. Like Barry's got this weird thing with his family where everyone in his family looks like all the other women in his life. It's very strange. Yeah, I, I want to say that uh, Sherry's is probably the saddest, maybe along with Ada's, but she basically gets left by Claire yeah. with the army. In and they're just government custody. Yeah, and they're just questioning her, like, do you have any relatives? What's going on? And she's just thinking, like, oh, Claire will come back for me, which, of course, oh, she God. never does. It's really <laughs> creepy, too, because it's like her sitting in a window. It's so isolating. <laughs> Mm-hmm. well yeah well that was because part of it they were originally going to set up a subplot where sherry was going to fall into wesker's hands like they they built up this thing and they elaborated on it more in the original document wesker's report and then they did nothing with her until like resident evil 6 so they like quietly yeah. retconned that out of existence along with leon getting blackmailed by the u.s government they're like yeah yeah if you if you don't want anything to happen to that little girl uh you're gonna start doing some work for us and he's like ah oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like i'm gonna i'll be on the record i know i'm in the minority i like that aspect of six i like that sherry is working for like the u.s government and leon is totally against that i like that dynamic a lot yeah she gets to be the carlos of that story pretty much what yeah. do you mean the u.s government is bad god damn it sherry and i like <laughs> i like that she has a uh like totally different play style to jake i don't like jake he's fucking annoying but his dad's annoying so that makes sense oh, he's played by troy baker that's why but anyway yeah. so i like how I, different there's like I, that whole their whole like section is in that game i just want to ask this quick question because i know mike's like ready to go to questions <laughs> but uh am, but uh, you're talking about the game you're not ranting so it's it's cool i'm okay yeah. with not rants the uh so the scar on ada and her the the scar on ada and her epilogue that's from when they were on the the thing going down to the lab right the, the, the elevator yeah yeah the elevator okay i just wanted to make sure this is Ada's scar. I'm not Ada anymore. Goes on to call herself fucking Ada Wong in the next games. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. It's so. It's like more story. It's like more emotional story than and she's ever gotten in any of the other up. games combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that they build up like emotion wise for these monologue or I'm sorry uh, epilogues, they know. I don't feel like they they're really not even epilogues. Like where... <laughs> sort of. They're like they're... side stories. They're like. They're... It feels like they try to do what they did with the EX files, the N64 version, which is basically like, get ready for all these sequels we're going to be pumping out over the next few years. Uh, it sucks, though, because like all the living characters pretty much get epilogues except Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca's really forgotten, isn't she, I want to say? In yes. The series? Other... She's God in a movie. There, there was we're a not rumor going back... too far. Uh, there's there was a rumor back in the day that Nemesis was actually Rebecca who got captured by Umbrella, you. experimented on. <laughs> you have no idea how much you just hurt. You just hurt Rebecca. Stu just now. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I wouldn't be surprised up. if your girlfriend ends up being some girl with short brown hair and is a medic. I, I would not be surprised. Rebecca is in the third <laughs> CGI movie, okay, and she's no, no, in no, yeah. uh, Biohazard, the stage play. <laughs> well, yeah, no, canonically. Trust me, Stu. I know she's alive. She's alive. I'm just saying. At the time, it was the kind of the thing. It was the assumptions <laughs> like, people jumped to. <laughs> trying to come for me. Like, don't worry. She's okay. She's alive, Stu. It's okay. character. She's all right. Okay. Be okay. As I've mentioned, she had to be taken out of the series because she was too smart to be in it. She would solve pretty, everything too fast. Pretty, pretty much. We, but we need to watch the second animated movie this October. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Every God, year's like, podcast okay. in October, we watch another Resident Evil movie. I mean, once uh, we blow through the three animated, we get to watch the good movies next. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send what? the first two live-action ones with you guys, but after that, I'm out. <laughs> Joke's on you, Mike. After we're done with the three CGI movies, we're watching the stage play. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I'm going to put off those live-action movies as long as I can. <laughs> You you keep doing that. I'm gonna I'm auditioning for Rebecca at the next production that's going around. You're auditioning for Rebecca. I am reading for Rebecca. You didn't have a beard. Weird. You're reading for this Rebecca. Small... Herbs are okay. <laughs> All right, we're going on to questions because I we're yeah. So I first we're gonna start with some comments, memories, and questions from the Overblood. I watched the entire Overblood replay group. That's a long name. So first one from Sebastian Gomez or however the hell you say his name. Uh, he said Nemesis honestly freaks me out so much. Agree. Fucking yeah, freak in this game. Creepy. Uh, yeah. uh, from Michael Davis. Nemesis coming crashing through the window in the police station. I had flashbacks to the damn dogs in the first RE. This is scarier. This is a lot freakier because the dogs just came in, you shot the handgun. Problem solved. <laughs> you shoot Nemesis with a handgun. Problem not solved. I tried. Doesn't do much. What? From Mark Quesano? Eh, who knows? Uh, the first time seeing the choice to give the option to flee into the station, but then I had to fight him anyways when he crashed through. Only major gripe I had with RE3 was the water puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> um. uh, from Ron Hutone, he said, the choices, Nemesis, the monsters, only RE I can remember were the pistols objectively better than the shotgun when fighting Nemesis. Is it? Uh, well, it is the samurai. It is the samurai edge. It's supposed I to mean, be like top of the line. Yeah. Oh, this one's from a fellow asshole who is a friend of the show who made me play beautiful Joe. Sam Mercer said, "Been oh. playing through the game for the first time. Decided to fight every Nemi encounter and have been struggling." <laughs> I explained why he asked me like two or three times over the last couple of weeks. Like, have you started R three yet? Have you started R three yet? <laughs> I just ignored him every time. <laughs> I just want to say I'm very, very, very proud of you, Sam. Good job. Yeah. I hate. I, I hate. I, it's a good game, but it's the one game out of all the games we did I couldn't finish because I didn't have save states or any way to like do any. I just could not, and I still <laughs> ruined my perfect record, Sam. It's all your fault. Is that the hardest game we've played? Yes. Okay. The hardest like, game I no could glitch or cheat or do something to get by, like I do with every other game when I have to or feel like it. Was the one game I couldn't do it with. So, from Jake Bowl, he said, for some reason, I seem to remember having a PS1 until someone got mad at this game and knocked the cover for the disc tray loose. That's a sad Must have been Nemesis. (laughs) PlayStation (laughs) had a lot of issues with that, I remember. Because my PlayStation, like, not just PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, my disc tray, like, just, it just loosened up and fell out for some reason. And I was like, oh, great. I guess I just can't use this anymore. And this from the Laser Time group got a few questions from these guys, too. From Raymond Carrier, he said, God, I remember watching my brother play it and freaking out every time Nemesis Kool-Aid Man onto the scene. And then after he S-ranked the game, I played it using the unlimited Gatling gun, making a chump out of Nemesis. There's an unlimited Gatling gun in this game? Yeah. There is. It's the second prize in the Mercenaries thing. I don't think it's great against Nemesis, though, because it has a charge time. You have to, like, and then get it going. And he's already (laughs) closing the distance by the time it starts firing. That's so cool, though. Yeah. Nemesis is not... Make no mistake, if you play this game expecting the tyrant, Nemesis is not a tyrant. It's he is quick. Oh, he he charges you and grabs you and like fucking slams you against the ground. It is not or, a, a slow lumbering enemy. Yeah, okay, he either one. slams you or tentacle fucks you. So it's yeah, bad. Yeah. And then sometimes his hand like yeah. explodes for some reason. And I didn't really know what was happening there, but oh, his yeah. rocket launcher, it'll explode. 
No, like sometimes he'll pick you up and his like his empty hand will like pulsate and he'll drop you. Oh, I, it's, it's sure. fluid from the tentacle. Like he's getting ready to tentacle punch uh, you on the face. Oh, yeah. you got to say the worst nemesis fight is not in this game. It's an Operation Raccoon City. Because fuck that fight with Nemesis. <laughs> Still a masterpiece compared that. to Umbrella Corpse. <sighs> Never played Umbrella Corpse. Never will. N- so. Yeah, don't. It's any price is too much. Never will. Mike, <laughs> Mike, weren't you the, also the one who picked the other Resident Evil game coming up soon? <laughs> uh, Dead Aim? Yes. I'm excited yeah. to play Dead Aim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I can cheat Dead Aim. I feel like Mike is in this weird period where he can be like, like, oh, I picked this bad Resident Evil game. Like, <laughs> defend it, Stefan. Defend it. Stephen. <laughs> uh, you guys, like, it's somehow, dead aim. Somehow Mike picks it, it, and then, like, the pressure's on us. <laughs> dead aim's a three-hour game. I needed something quick, and I want to knock out all as many Resident Evil games as we can. And I'm like, dead aim seems perfect. Let's throw that on the... That's how it is. Have like. you guys done Gun Survivor yet? Not yet. Like, no. the, the, P- the last PS1? I was going to say, no. that's the more interesting camp fun one. Dead aim is fucking boring. <laughs> And it's, it's just well, it's it's just knock off Leon and Ada on a boat. Oh, we'll have okay, plenty. We'll of talk about that later. About uh, Bruce. Sure. Played it. I'm always been excited. Okay, I got some more questions. We made my phone shut off. All right, from Ross O'Brien <laughs> to playing this game with my older cousin, and the moment we realized that Nemesis could chase you through doors, we both absolutely shat ourselves and nearly ran out of the room. That okay, yeah. Laugh. So we we didn't really even talk about our memories with this, but that going no. back to being a 12 year old, and I thought, you know, oh, I went into the other room. I guess that was it. No, that scared the shit out of me because it immediately starts playing his music. And as soon as the screen transitions, he runs the fuck after you and he will do it through multiple rooms. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, scared me as a kid. This is a good memory from yeah. Brandon Elder. That this was the very first game for the very first system I've heard from my very first paycheck for my very first job. Actually love it more than RE2. I mean, I can oh. see that. This I can see why you like this game more than RE2. This is your mine, first game mine, you ever played. It was, it was my first game I ever purchased, too, along with RE2. <laughs> I would never... <laughs> my first um, paycheck. <laughs> I would never fault anybody for this being, like, their favorite Resident Evil, because it does a lot of really interesting things. And I, yeah. I, could, I, I can game. see how people... I, I mean, like, I, I really appreciate it. It's... Oh, it's got a lot going on. I like this one from Michael Digicomo. I said that wrong. I hate it. I wasn't crazy about it, mostly because I thought part three would be very different in my head. The real part three is very different. It, it takes place with Claire and Chris. The way part two <laughs> ended, I thought Chris and Claire and the rest would be going to Umbrella HQ and you'd be playing at the HQ facility. That kind of happens. So oh, I thought it'd be part three of the game. I was like, where the fuck are Chris and Claire? I was so confused. We had Veronica. Way later. Chris Claire, what? Okay, one. I'm going to read one more from this group, and I have a Resident Evil group. I have a couple of things I want to read. Not a reread that question, because we totally talked over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love when, where what there was of it, particularly the ammo crafting mechanic, and of course the Nemesis, but it felt short and slight compared to the previous games. I feel like it would have been less of an issue if this one had been labeled a side story and Code Veronica had been called three, as was rumored to have been the original plan. Uh... As just said earlier, I completely agree with. I think this is. I think it was the right call to go this way. You know, it's. It's. I mean, like Steve just sucks. <laughs> Steve sucks so much. <laughs> There's also something weird about just thinking of Code Veronica being labeled as number three. It just doesn't feel right. I don't know why. Skip such a huge story beat. You know. Yeah, it yeah. kind of makes sense from like a protagonist standpoint to do like Chris and Jill and then Leon and Claire and then go full and Claire. I guess, but it. 
I feel like it would have, it should have, it's this should have been a side story. It should have just been Resident Evil Nemesis, and then Resident Evil Three should have been Code Veronica because Code Veronica is the next one that does move the story along. Um, what this but also City's destruction is moving the story yeah. along because yeah. that was my question at the end of RE2 was like, well, well, that's great, but the city didn't blow up; it was just the lab. What about all the zombies? Like, they're yeah. gonna get out eventually. It was, it was coming in the end of two. I thought. I'm trying to think. What is what is RE? Oh, God, what does Code Veronica do for like the story? Really, it, oh, it's like wait. a lot of history. It answers. It it brings the Redfields back together, and essentially, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, it brings the Redfields back together, but like, who gives a shit? Like, they're not <laughs> together for any other game. Like, it's not like it'd be like if Code Veronica would be a great three, if in Resident Evil Five it was Chris and Claire instead of Chris and Shava. Like, that would have made more sense to me. But well, here's it, the other thing: they're they're building up towards a confrontation with Umbrella that we never, unfortunately, get. At least not until Dark Side, not to uh, Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, good yeah. game. I mean, it also kind of expands the universe in that we know the three people who created Umbrella, but we never got to meet some of them. So it kind of goes yeah. over there and shows yeah. what happened and with Ashford. that. Yeah. It's been a long yeah. time since I played Joe Veronica. I just know I hate Steve. <laughs> well, someday, someday, yeah. unfortunately, it will be on this show. I'm a little afraid to play it on the show because uh, I'm worried that if we play it on the show because I'm so forgiving with games that I'm going to play it. I'm going to be like, you know what? Steve wasn't that bad. Now I have to defend him. <laughs> Hey, and it will be odd and recording. It'll be great. And then yeah, Sam can just play it for you whenever he gets mad at you. you know? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. He cleared. All right, I got fucking evil veteran group. Is gonna listen to this, and I really hope I. If he starts like <laughs> taking sound bites of this and playing it for me, I'm just gonna let you know right now, Sam. I'm never fucking playing a game with you again. <laughs> it's so frustrating. He listens to the show, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. It turns into like a reporter, like, well, on uh in 2019 you said this. <laughs> Is that really your position? <laughs> <sighs> All right. Oh, I got one question from Resident Evil Veteran Group for one comment I want to read from Julie Denno. He said she said, My best memory with this game was beating Nemesis to the RPD and the hardest difficulty for the first part of the Eagle 6.0. It took me legitimately six hours to do. I got such an adrenaline <laughs> rush after finally beating him. Seeing him remade in 2020 makes me terrified of how hardcore he will be. See, yeah. I, I feel bad for people like that because when you see like speed, speed runs of this game, you can actually get Nemesis to get caught unlike some yeah, of the, there's a bunch the corner's office. Yeah. yeah I feel bad for the speed runs, though, because <laughs> they're going to be trying to speed run 2020, and I guarantee you they will have fixed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to bring that stupid thing. Be back. hilarious if they kept that exploit just as a. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, he's stuck on a desk. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get like uh, they had to get like twenty designers to spend three weeks each on this one, like on the geometry specifically around like around Nemesis and his desk. <laughs> all right like if he gets to this desk he has to stop he can't get by it and they're play testing and it's like he got by it shit it's broken <laughs> <laughs> fix it <laughs> tyrant gets by desk and a big red mark by it and they're like oh, we gotta fix it we gotta break this ah, damn it <laughs> all right so i got a couple more i'm gonna read from another resident evil group and then we'll be done oh. with this uh, from Dante Ryan, I never expected Nemesis fired rocket launcher. I thought it was only a prop. Yeah, it's not a prop. Oh, it's it's a, right in your fucking face. 
that'd be really weird <laughs> just like fucking jill's running from nemesis he holds up the rocket launcher and just a little big flag that says bang comes out and she's like oh you big <laughs> shit <laughs> that's how like it actually ends is uh in re 2020 they he like holds it up and bang and like it cuts back to jill and he's like hey, i've switched his bazookas <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the nuke goes off. <laughs> All right, from Star subtitle. Jordan Scott Dunleavy said, "I can't remember my first memory of this game, but it's my favorite game of all time, and will never stop being so. I do remember picking it up at Game Station back in the day on GameCube. I don't remember anything after that. A lot of people really love this game. So from this yeah. one from." From Joe Seymour, said, I bought the game at Best Buy back in 1999 for $20. I still have it. I don't know how the hell you got that. And play. Still, it's an original case with a manual, not a scratch on it. I'm trying to find out how you got for $20 the year it came out. But, hey, stuff does happen like that. Yeah. I, you know what? I hope <laughs> in the remake there's a scene where Tyrant, or Tyrant, Nemesis walks into an elevator, and there's a zombie corpse there on a chair. And he reads the shirt and it says, now I have a machine gun. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Next question. Next comment. You say, uh, you, say you don't know how I did that. Ruben. I've told this story on the podcast, Mike, about how I got the brand new PlayStation 2 for the price of the 64. Yeah, that was a funny story. I, I don't remember the exact details, but I do remember you telling that story. Yeah. So this one from Cortez, he said, you can bring Nemesis down. He will drop a case with gun parts every time you defeat him. Not every time. I beat him a couple times. And he didn't drop anything for me. Because he doesn't in easy the mode. Oh yeah, that's that's the trade-off. I'm okay with that because I didn't. I wasn't gonna fight him enough times to get any parts. I only beat him twice just because the Western shotgun's so badass. Though Jill flips it like <laughs> she's like uh, Terminator Two. All right, this one from Adam I like Simmons. Everybody said, I remember my <laughs> I remember my brother not being able to work out how to unlock the safety box to get the gem. He had no idea to correlate the star's ID with the computer to get the code. He was stuck at it for hours and hours to the point of giving up. Me and my friend started to play it once. He had given up and stayed up till the small hours the next morning completing it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I wouldn't have. I had a guide, so I wouldn't. I, these puzzles are a little annoying. And last thing I'm going to read from Jed Steffen. He said, old nemesis face looks better. Oh, yeah. Um, where does everyone stand on new nemesis face? Honestly, right. he's an ugly motherfucker. Either way, I'm okay with it. As <laughs> long as people it. aren't complaining about Jill swearing too much, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, I saw people freaking out about that. Like, oh, uh, like she swears. And it's like, yeah, there's a fucking zombie apocalypse. Who gives a shit? Like, come on. I thought I thought it was that she was just being mean to Carlos. And they're like, she can't be mean to Carlos. Yeah, no, that's um, people yeah, are... someone in an apocalypse. You do swear a lot. I mean, that's just kind there, of I think what happens. I, uh, there's I people who are legit, <laughs> but uh... there's people who are legit say that it's forced. And I'm like, well, clearly you didn't play Revelations two with Moira. I just discovered swearing Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. boss, okay. right up the ass. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, dad. <laughs> play that shut game? up. <laughs> also, I'm gonna say that anybody that can, like is complaining that she's being mean to Carlos, either you don't remember the game or. I'm sorry for saying this, but that's like also just straight up like an incel argument of like girl has to be nice to guy. It's like no, he works for Umbrella. She hates Umbrella. She's gonna Jill, not like Jill Carlos. Needs smile. Jill needs to smile more, you know. Yeah, like oh, she she'd be pretty. She just needs to find her a good man. It's like, and I, I I wonder if part of that is because Carlos now looks so much more like a real character that people were like, eh, he's upset, but I don't give a shit. Like he works for Umbrella. She hates Umbrella. It makes sense that she does not like him upon meeting him. And also, right. you don't know the context in the story. Like, look, wait for the fucking game to come out. 
Plus, in, in the end, I mean, he is a merc from outside the country. She has absolutely no reason to yeah. trust him whatsoever. She's a mercenary I mean, who works for Umbrella. Like, by that logic, it's like, okay, you've definitely killed, like, hundreds of people. Yeah. And people. <laughs> but yeah, Nemesis's face, like, yeah, I don't I don't really see too big a problem. I, I like it, because the old, uh, old Nemesis face, he still kind of had, like, uh, it, it basically... Humanity? Felt- yeah, the biggest change is like instead of his eye having the scar, like the uh, the stitches over, it's like fleshed over and more of his jaws exposed. I and I kind of like that. I also like that his outfit is I don't know. It's not garbage like, bags. It looks like garbage <laughs> bags, but if you look at it like really closely, it's like nylon medical sheets. Oh yeah. So this is the thing that we were making fun of in Operation Raccoon City. But apparently, the tyrant and nemesis, that clothing and everything, it's supposed to help keep them from transforming earlier and mutating. Limited, their limiter coats. Yeah, the limiter coats. So that's that's what they are. That's why they have that. Which yeah. is a little a little detail I really enjoy though with the new costume is there's bits of caution tape thrown in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, Mm-hmm. The original the original marketing campaign for Resident Evil 3 in Japan, where it was called The Last Escape, uh, they they sold copies of the game wrapped in caution tape. That was like their thing. The the commercials would show the tape breaking. And I was just like, I wonder if that's kind of like a little reference to that. I hope so. I think I think the actual outfit looks really cool, especially with like the giant like it looks like it's like stapled into him. It just I don't know, it's like organic but wrong i think it's a really strong look mr x got the better deal that's all i'm saying in terms of comfort it's like oh yeah yeah french code mr x like you going to tell me that's a like that's a transformation limiting fedora that he's wearing like (laughs) fedora intensifies yeah (laughs) i don't know why they brought that one back but jesus like give him a hood like who what fucking well, you know it was fucking, you know it was Birkin who made that decision. But like, what fucking researcher Umbrella was like? Well, we need to prevent him from. Tra- I don't know why it sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Or well, we need to tra- prevent him from transforming. It was like, <laughs> oh, I have an idea. Put a fucking fedora on his head. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird decision. It's like uh, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Don't bring that back up again. That was so stupid. Uh, that happened when Stefan drinks the night before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just have the image of Jimmy Stewart trying to like navigate Resident Evil in my head now, and it's truly funny. <laughs> no, no, this G virus sample—it's all wrong. It's all wrong. I tell you, <laughs> gotta get, we've got to get out of Raccoon City. Right. I think it's time to move on. Oh, to the show virus is coming. <laughs> because I have my three hour podcast. Close. All right, Jesse. Since you're our guest, mm-hmm. do you want to go first for Shelfer Box? Uh, it'll be exactly where my copy is sitting on my shelf and digitally on my PS3. So yeah, keeping it because, like I said, it's it's Jill's finest hour. Even if her clothing doesn't really give her the dignity that comes with it, she gets yeah. to be full on badass, and it's her last time of being a badass till like the DLC for five. So it's. Yeah, it's it's a worthy story. It's great, action packed, scary, worth a playthrough today. And you know, hopefully, the remake will keep the spirit. You mean you didn't think she was a badass in uh, the regular Resident Evil Five, where she was sitting on your face to beat you up and wearing like a blue cat suit? And they're like, "Hey, what if Jill was just a fucking? What if Jill was just boobs on a stick?" Ripping open her cleavage, and that's the thing. You have to rip the thing off her tits. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah so dignified Capcom. But yeah, yeah no. I really want to play five again. It's a real strong <laughs> character arc, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I guess good. she. I guess she was slightly like handled slightly better than uh Boobs McGee Wesker's secondhand woman in Ezio Five. Oh, oh the tricell. Yeah. Excella. Excella. Yeah. I know that I. <laughs> I know that I'm fighting zombies and working for Wesker and creating all these BOWs, but goddamn it, I'm not gonna wear a bra if it kills me. <laughs> well, and it do. killed her. What about you? Shelf or box? Who? Do you? Me? Oh, shelf. Okay. <laughs> what if that was all I said? <laughs> I mean, I can start calling you Bantha Stew if that helps. Bantha Stew. What was that from? I can't remember. Uh, holiday special. Oh, uh, yeah. They were making Bantha Stew, the Wookiees were. Good, uh, good times, good times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we recorded a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> slightly insane. Um, no, yeah, it's absolutely Shelf. Uh, it's, you know, Shelf just because it's a Resident Evil game, but also because it's got it does a lot of really cool things and a lot of really interesting things. The amount of tricks that go into like making Nemesis work as a threat and having that presence constantly looming over you, even when even if you like if you understand the game, understand how it's structured to where you're like, I know Nemesis can't attack me here. You still have that kind of presence of he's going to come back. I know he's going to be a threat again. So it's just it's you know it's beautifully crafted. The amount of story arcs that they were they were like practicing with and saying, "What if you do this instead? Like, what if we went to the gas station instead of the other place?" Like, it's it's an incredibly clever game. It was made by some very dedicated people, and it really shows. Well, we didn't talk about the the soundtrack, but the soundtrack is basically just even better Resident Evil music. There was sound in this game. That's weird. When I played it, I just heard a podcast talking. <laughs> the headphones are in, so I didn't have to hear zombies. Good. I, uh, every time I, this joke I, didn't like, I had it on off and on i didn't like it, it would just i would just kind of turn i mean i had it on more than not but there were a couple times i was like i'm good it's um it's not a perfect game um there are some things that i you know wasn't a fan of i didn't like i didn't love the whole i didn't love carlos as a character because he's meant to be cheesy and that's fine but then to have you play as him it's like you need to give him a little bit more depth, and I uh, I imagine any of those complaints that I have are going to be fixed in the remake. It looks like so. You know, I can't really make I can't really complain about that too much. It's a great game. Wait till you meet Steve again. <laughs> no, I fuck. Don't you dare say that name to me. Cool, <laughs> 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 double Lugers. Um, it's coming. Clear. One of these days. I'm just gonna have a headache that entire fucking playthrough. But yeah, it's it's. An incredibly well-made game, and I cannot wait for the remake, and it's absolutely going on my shelf. It's just phenomenal. How about you, Stefan? Uh, yeah, I'll put it on the, the shelf. Uh, Jill Valentine, the first fictional character I fell in love with. <laughs> Call me Jill. Um, <laughs> well, she's but, numbers, so she can't. Yeah. <laughs> just break my heart, Steve. <laughs> I can't, if I can't get called by Rebecca, you can't get called by Jill. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I had a crush on Songo from Inuyasha. Songo? <laughs> yeah, the boomerang chick from Inuyasha. Oh, okay. Thank you. That, that she had a sense. giant boomerang. She was awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. But yeah, this is going on my shelf. Um, actually, going back, I don't, I never really played this game as much as the others, the first two. I don't know why either, because going back to it, I actually had an amazing time. Like I played it twice in one week because I was like, damn, I just can't stop thinking about it. It's really good. And the whole Carlos thing, it's whatever. It was the 90s. Uh, I just like the fact that he gets some serious story beats, like when he goes to the hospital and he vac vaccinates, inoculates Jill, basically. 
So stuff like that, I mean, that's that's what I like about him. I don't really care that he's goofy. Uh, but other than that, yeah, on the shelf because Jill's a badass and I love Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, that, that has proven very true over this time of doing this podcast. I yeah, have is, learned it, is I... anyone really shocked? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, I might think it's my turn to go shelf for box. I'm going to throw a surprise one on here. This is going on the shelf. Well, I really enjoyed it. I had a way better time than I ever expected to have with this game. I mean, yes, I didn't want to play it at multiple times throughout my playthrough. I'm like, I just didn't. Because I, when it comes to like, games like this, I have to be in the right mood. Like, if I get off of work or it's dark out, I don't want to play. I'm like, oh, Lana, you can't make me. I just, I get uneasy. But if I'm like, just woke up and I'm, you know, it's morning, the sun's shining, I'm, I'm ready to go. And I, and I try to beat it in moments like that. But I, I had a good time. Like, it, it give an easy mode. It gives you enough ammo, even if you're a scaredy cat, like a manual. This is a good horror game. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> oh, this is a good one to start with. Like, it's not overly challenging, like, especially if you're using the save states. It gives you lots of options in this game with many weapons you have way than enough ammo to get through everything this game is going to throw at you it was a good time and it's not super long i beat it in five hours you could easily have beat it faster mm -hmm. i mean Stefan beat it in two hours but even if i would have been you know playing more instead of reading reading what i'm supposed to do i could have beat it faster too mm -hmm. but it's, it's a fun game it's i highly recommend it going on the shelf and i will be telling people about it for many years to come as an already game say, to play. i yes. also want to say it's kind of unique that uh the hero has to work with the bad guys to escape the city yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, and it's, for uh, anyone who wants oh, to hear God. our other Resident Evil episodes, Resident really Evil 2 was episode Sorry. 9 with Jesse on. You're good. And the Resident <laughs> Evil remake was episode 33. So if you want to hear more Resident Evil, there's also Operation Raccoon Cities, like 37 or 38, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, also talked about the movie. <laughs> the animated movie. The first canon animated movie degeneration is in there around that time also. So if you want more Resident Evil, we got tons of freaking backlog in here. So go look. <laughs> we didn't mention that... Um. Like, we kind of jumped right into this game. We didn't mention that. I mean, it reviewed exceedingly well. It got, like, mm -hmm. high high eights, nines, even a couple tens across the board. Um, not surprised. I'm not surprised yeah. either. What surprises me is, like, people don't talk about it, really. People talk about 1 and 2 all the time. It's rare that somebody brings up Resident Evil 3. As Isn't like, this near the end of the PS1 life cycle, too? Or my yeah. PS2 come out? Yeah, because yeah, it was 1999, and yeah. PS2, I think it was like, what, 2000? 2000, 2000. yeah, that, mm -hmm. that makes a lot more sense. North America, October 26, mm -hmm. 2000, so this it is a year part right of, before. It just got overshadowed, yeah, I guess. Of, but yeah. It was part of why Capcom initially was going to put all their eggs in the Dreamcast basket mm -hmm. with, you know, How that <laughs> Code Veronica. Uh, semi well till Code Veronica jumps to PS2. It's <laughs> a good system, I think. I just never played it ever. I'm I'm genuinely shocked that it's not talked about more because it's it's like the amount it's, that it does. I I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's a better game than Resident Evil 2, but I don't know that I would say it's not a better game than Resident Evil 2. It's, its contribution to the series is kind of a quiet one because like i said it introduced a lot of mechanics into it's the game background stuff yeah it introduced a lot of mechanics it's a moment that's been revisited constantly through multiple games after this point you know the outbreak series and umbrella chronicles and dark side chronicles Destruction of raccoon city in general yeah it's yeah because it's it's a pivotal thing and i mean culturally <sighs> 
<laughs> that costume, Jill's costume is considered iconic. I mean, most of the time when Capcom like, you know, brings her out and stuff, usually they have the RE3 costume, like the 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 Dead Rising cost Dead Rising 4 costume. It's Jill's RE3 outfit. Yeah. It's um I I my my honestly my greatest hope for the remake coming out is that the remake comes out and it has that style of like it's not really RPG but it's like faux RPG it like it gives you the the illusion of choice I guess of like okay I mean you are giving you are getting a choice but it doesn't really affect the end game too much slightly I I think it will I I have a good feeling that it will I'm hoping it does that well, I mean, I'm sure it will do that, but one of my biggest hope is that it does that and then people will enjoy it and Capcom will take notice. Because I think, you know, you could do a full-on RPG in, like, the Resident Evil universe and it could be really cool. It'd be interesting to see that series go in a uh, completely different direction. Like, they see, they tend to be... I don't want to call them all over the place, but they tend to be, like, testing different things right now. And everything is kind of working for them. So it'd be interesting to see them go on like a whole other path of, oh, like, or even if they came out and they said like, oh, we're going to try to do games like Dead Aim again. We're going to try to do like the games that nobody liked. We're going to try to make them good. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I, I, I've said it a couple of times, but like Capcom, as far as I'm concerned, they can, they can kind of do whatever they want right now. They've nailed the last, they've nailed the last three remakes. Resident Evil 2 is just like the most successful remake of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They they've 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 done a lot of experiments and they've paid off. I do hope they've learned from you know some of their shortcomings in some places because unfortunately I can't say two is a perfect remake. There's things it didn't do quite as well as its original predecessor. And now that I think about it, it does give me some concern for three. And I'm hoping they don't half-ass that either in terms of like alternative choice and giving you know branching story mm. paths as opposed to like no it's locked in this is the one this is the one path you get to follow fuck you well, one thing you can't say about capcom though is that like you can't say they don't take risks like they're willing to take the risk and for the most uh, part it's maybe not like huge risk but they're willing to say like we're gonna remake resident evil 2 and we're gonna do it in a completely different style and it's gonna they, work like they knew they i mean that was that was a calculated risk because it was like they know fans have been dying for a remake of two ever since the remake of one came out mm -hmm. but it was kind of a thing of just knowing the timing and knowing what they were going to do because yeah. there was a lot of controversial decisions right down to the camera style like everyone was like no it should be fixed like the original and you know uh, well yeah this, Everyone said, oh. I, I remember that came out. People were like freaking out about it, that it wasn't a fixed camera angle. And then the second people played it, they were like, oh, no, you're right. This is way better. This is the way to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I, honestly, right. I wouldn't be mad if Resident Evil 8 was the first person. I wouldn't be mad at all. No, I wouldn't be. I would not. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, Resident Evil 7 was, and that was, that was fantastic. People people freaked out about re7 being first person and they're like this yeah. is this is not resident evil i'm like well clearly you're ignoring everything else they just <laughs> showed that it is resident evil but okay resident evil 7 feels more like a resident evil game than like almost anything going back to like two it feels more resident evil than resident evil 3 in a lot of ways i'm shocked at how they were able to accomplish that yeah all right uh, <laughs> capcom knows what, what they're doing it's just up. like capcom knew what they're doing <laughs> They're on to something. Hopefully they don't fuck it up. Fingers they, crossed, because uh, they have before. <laughs> they're not They're not Konami. They're not Bethesda. Give them the benefit of the doubt. If they okay, want to do something that's, different... That's not really a bar. That's the ground. That's below no, ground no. level. <laughs> say, if they come out and they say, okay, we're going to do something different, maybe, you know, 
So like, okay, like we're gonna give you a chance. We're gonna we're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. This sounds weird, but you know this series. Yeah, like if, they've earned some of that. If Bethesda came out and they said like, right now we're gonna make the next Elder Scrolls, everyone would be like, don't do it, don't do it. Like you have no <laughs> idea what this series is right now. Capcom comes out and they say we're ma- we're remaking Resident Evil Four. People would be like, I don't know why, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I trust you. Know, you're on par to make this episode longer than our remake at the rate we're going. I know. I know. Let's just stop. Let's. Uh, I think this should be called. I think that's. I think we should call this a wrap up. Any last <laughs> things you guys want to say before I start plug, plugs, outro, and plugs? Um, I can only apologize to Mike for making this a long episode. It's yeah, just I knew it was. That's why I recorded earlier. Uh, all uh, I can do I is say sorry, uh, not sorry. <laughs> The yeah. only thing I can do to explain myself is that um, it's Resident Evil and it's not 90 degrees outside for once, so it's actually kind of nice to just sit in my room without the fans on. That's a good thing, because you're going to be doing a lot of that probably next couple of weeks, so. Uh, no, the fans will definitely be on. <laughs> no, I know, but sitting in your room. Because yeah. despite the fact that it's actually quite chilly and nice today, it was 90 degrees yesterday. <laughs> for <laughs> for a full day, it was 90 degrees, and then it dropped back down 40 degrees overnight. <laughs> Virginia Beach! <laughs> uh. But hey, are your beaches closed like they should be? Or are they open like in Florida right now? Yeah, it's highly uh, suggested you shouldn't go. And for the most part, people aren't going because unlike Florida, people here in Virginia aren't fucking morons. <laughs> we do have some. Florida. Sorry, Florida viewers or listeners. No, I can't even blame Florida for that because it's not it's not really Florida's fault. It's all the fucking idiots that are traveling to Florida that are like, like, oh, we can't get sick. We're young. It's like, yeah, you can't. Fucking morons are. Oh, God, Spring you all deserve to punch in the face. Yeah. Put on a hazmat suit and punch you on the fucking face. I purposely waited to the very end of this to bring up the cop- the topical part of this podcast. Yeah. Which, very often. Um, Any quick things you want to say before we wrap up? Like, I mean, we should all say that we are going to keep doing this. There will yeah. still be episodes, and we are all. You know, we're all okay. Stefan's yeah. in Arizona with people trying to mug him for beer because it's Arizona. Yes, <laughs> this is in terms of danger. Stefan's just kind of like, like this is actually the coronavirus is like less dangerous than your normal life. I think so. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. No, I just want to say to everybody, like, why take necessary risks to catch the virus? Like, if you don't have to go to the store to get something, like you're like, oh, I just need this little yeah. thing. Like, just wait. You know, wait, stay home. If you don't need something, if you don't really, really need something, work around it. Um, Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Uh, Mm. I will say stay home. Yeah, stay home. Toilet paper. Some athlete went to 10 different stores. And and why would more than 10 different stores? (laughs) I still only found it one time at a freaking gas station. Okay. We kind of bungled like our we kind of bungled the fact that we knew about this virus for a long time. But I'm I'm really shocked by like how well everyone is doing now it seems like i keep saying that like the generally people seem to be more respectful of the service industry than they ever have been in the past yeah. they're all really raises amazing they're to see critical mm-hmm. workers yeah. it looks like i mean not everybody obviously but it looks like there's a, oh, a yeah. good amount of companies out there that are paying people more for coming in oh and, and don't forget we learned something very important during this we learned that gamestop is an essential company yeah, GameStop life world of fucked up views there is mad respect to no. all the mad respect to any gamestop clerk that had to work through all this uh big apologies to you guys they're closed now but yeah really but everyone... proud of, um, that workshop that i am not joining right now obviously because i'm trying to stay home because of my situation and we've got somebody that's oh. you know i mean compromised in the house but uh two things i need to say real quick one are we getting close to having some shirts up maybe by the time corona's gone uh well i'll be home for a while so yeah okay um, awesome 
hopefully the next few months we'll have more hopefully next month i'm gonna say april we'll have concrete information about the church coming up hopefully. what i need to do is i need to now that i have a month off like we're like we're trying to work around everything mm-hmm. have time to just sit down yeah. and be like what, what i need to do is i need to find a week and i need to sit down and I just work and work and work and it's hard for me to do that if i don't have like a structure going on <laughs> so <laughs> i just need to like sit I down and, you like, constantly. Get my ass. that helps but that will now actually make it worse <laughs> i know so i don't do it yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all on me if anyone's wondering why we don't have it like shirts or something up that's it's my fault i'm just i just need to find a week and like kick my kick my own ass and and get to it and hopefully i can do it sometime well, hey, soon the right 2020 going we had australia on fire we had kobe died yeah. we have the, the corona who knows what's coming in april so hey yeah it's been a stressful year more so than i think any other year in the past <laughs> Uh, for just like general anxiety, so yeah, everyone yeah, needs but... to hang in there and uh, drink some tea. <laughs> yeah, last 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 thing I want to say though, just again, people, don't be idiots. Don't go to the bar. Don't go to the beaches. Don't go public places. Stay home. Play a game like Resident Evil Three coming out April third. <laughs> yeah, just ask yourself like before you do anything, just like look at the the flatten the curve. Just ask yourself, will this help flatten the curve? Will it make it worse? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I. Almost forgot. We should introduce what we're playing next week. Another topical game. Yeah. Which was not, this was all picked like months and months and months yeah, like last yeah. year. Again, we're just really unfortunate with this. <laughs> Steph, I, you want to introduce what pick for next for next week? Uh, if I remember correctly, we are playing the Sega or Super Nintendo game. Uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which is going to be very fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree with that, but okay, I'll go with it. It's gonna be very oh, fun. Me. Mike's gonna like it. I, I've okay. played bits of it before, and like is not the word that came out the last few times. But we'll see how this this playthrough goes. It's, it's a um, classic. Mm-hmm. Do we know if our guest is gonna be on that episode? I or not? have not heard from him yeah. yet since last oh, episode. But I yeah, so that's we followed up. Thing early. that we should mention is just do the nature of the show where we try to have like a different guest on every week uh um some like i don't know what everyone's situation is so if we don't have guests on that might happen but regardless we're gonna we're gonna try it like to get an episode up no matter what every week yep um, oh yeah and more of the rate i've been going so like like literally if me and Stu die of the coronavirus i'm knocking on wood Stu. uh a word that i do Mike will literally replace us, so oh, you're yeah. fine. You're always going to have an episode up. I've got backup plans if everyone it's else. Funny how it. true, <laughs> true that comment is. I've got honestly, I've, I've if got I lost an episode by going. myself in case something happens. Like, I've, I've, <laughs> got, I've got backup plans for backup plans just in case. But Same, yeah, we're going to keep doing the show. Guests might change. Sometimes the sometimes people might not be here depending on their situation. But no matter mm-hmm. what, we're going to keep trying to get the episodes out. Yeah, for sure. Because we're yeah. here for you, even though you don't pay us. <laughs> All right. I think that about wraps up. I want to give an awesome shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney, from his EP, Bite the Bullet, Song of the Cool Kid Squad. So definitely give him a give him a check on his YouTube channel. Also, forgot to mention this earlier, I guessed it on another podcast called Laser Style. It is not out yet, but once it's out, I'll post a link in the Facebook page and uh, the Facebook page only. So definitely take a look for that. It's called Laser Style. It is not on Stitcher, but if you Google it, you can find it. It's on some other podcast platforms, I'm sure. It should be published in the next, in the next week or so. And I talk nothing about video games. I talk about religion and politics, which is just weird because I don't, we don't do that on a podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange mm-hmm. one. 
<laughs> it's good. It was fun, but it was not my normal type thing. All right. I think that this is getting on two hours and oh, two hours and 45 minutes about before I edit this. So we are going to call this a night because I have to edit this tonight. Yeah. So I yeah. want to thank everyone for listening. Please go check out our earlier episode. We do tons of games, comics, movies. I started the MCU chronological watch series. It's going to take me years. Start Iron Man. That is up. So please go check that out. And we will see you guys next.